This should be fun! Family, don't end with blood. I regret this already. Hello! I'm an idiot. See ya! Lilu Dallas Multipass. Give him the bits. The bits! The bits! The things I do for love! I will never, ever turn my back on people who need me. I only have 12 bullets, so you're gonna have to share. Now, I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Oh, I'm touching myself tonight. This week's episode features themes of dick jokes. Yes, I said that. No, I won't repeat it. Have fun. Welcome back. Hello. 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 What is going on with my mic stand? We're three seconds in and we already have tech issues. Yay. Welcome back to the first five episodes of Why Should I Watch That? Why Should I Watch That? Why did I just blink and actually think that was five episodes? We're like on episode 15, I think. Oh, actually, no. We are much further. 20? Yeah, 22. Shit. Yeah. Well, on episode 23. Welcome to that. Welcome. We no. actually have, if you go on Anchor and look at our um, episode lists, mm-hmm. we have two pages worth. And oh. by that I mean there's a Seymour. <laughs> Next page. Who are we? Why should I watch that? Oh no, Myra. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are why should I watch She's not wrong. You said who are we? Uh-huh. Why should I watch that? And I'm Myra. I'm Sam. I'm not stuffy today. Stuffy the janitor has left the fucking building and he is not welcome back. I can breathe. Thank you, Myra. You're welcome. Myra fixed it. She's great. I know. I'm wonderful. I'm yeah. non-binary. We, we know. I know. Okay, roll call. Uh, same order as names. What's your gender? And pronouns. Female? She, he, he, she, she her? her? Yeah, that one. Uh, mm. Non-binary. They, them. Male, he, him, or they, them, if you really feel like it, but he, him, preferred. I just, I'm excited. <laughs> Sam got the patented um, button down with spots and is now um, not allowed to bully me anymore. <laughs> it was light bullying. Friendly bullying. You know, if you mix your two hair colors together at this point, you're just Barney. <laughs> I just realized I'm sorry. Oh gosh. <laughs> Hi Barney. You, you have that fucking slid so hard <laughs> instead of saying salt to me. You're a punk ass bitch. Tell me something I don't know. Can't with you. Uh, anyway. Um, Alright. This week we are discussing. X gonna give it to ya. Gonna give it to ya. Okay. What? Nothing. Nothing. I'm sorry. No, what? No, I was just... Yeah. Deadpool! The I don't know the rest of the words. I, I really only remember X gonna give it to you, And then something about on your own. Open up the doors and something. That sounds like an S or maybe some... I don't know. Who knows? Not us. I could look up the lyrics. Um, I'm not. But yeah, no, the answer is Deadpool. Well, welcome to that. 
Oh, uh, welcome to Why Should I Watch That, a podcast where we watch some stuff and tell you whether or not it was worth it at the end. And also tell you some fan theories and stuff in the middle of it that we thought of ourselves or maybe stole from the internet. You can't prove anything. <laughs> uh, along with some facts. Along with some facts. I should probably write down an actual thing to say. Um, so, Jay, would you like to uh, start us off with our summary? I will. And actually, uh, for the first time, because I actually remembered to bring it, for the first time, because I actually remembered to bring it, um, I have the back of the DVD uh, Blu-ray box to read the summary off of. Yay. Where is it? Where, where, where did it go? Myra, do you have it? No. I got it. So, um, the back of the DVD box, I'm going to read this off before I actually read the thing. Um, one of the quotes from someone in like the film and movie industry and TV industry that have seen it reads, I give it four golden girls. It's the best picture of the year by Betty White. So just let it sink in that Betty fucking White saw this movie and liked it. She has so many more rights. She already had a lot of rights, but there's more. There's more. How old is Betty White right now? I don't want to know. She's like almost a hundred. Go ahead and Google it. All right. So here is the summary. Hold on to your chimichangas, folks. From the studio that brought you all three taking films comes Deadpool, the blockbusting, fourth wall breaking masterpiece about Marvel Comics' sexiest anti hero, me. Go deep inside, I love that, my origin story, typical stuff, rogue experiment, accelerated healing powers, horrible disfigurement, red spandex, imminent revenge, directed by overpaid tool Tim Miller and starring God's perfect idiot Ryan Reynolds, Ed Screen, Marina Bukharin, TJ Miller and Gina Carano. Deadpool is a giddy slice of awesomeness packed with more twists than my enemy's intestines and more action than prom night. Amazeballs. Betty White's 99, you guys. Yeah, so about 100. You know, I'm just... I don't want to talk about it. It's sad. How old is Morgan Freeman? Oh, don't... Oh, no. No, yeah, you want to... You, mm. you went there. I did. You did. I care more about Morgan Freeman than I do Betty White. He's 83. He's still got... Oh, cool. He's good. He's, He's fine. Good. Okay. <laughs> He's fine, as if no one's died at 83. <laughs> He's fine. So our general info for this week. As the back of the DVD said, it was directed by Tim Miller, produced by Simon Kinberg, Ryan Reynolds, and Lauren Schuler Donner, written by Rhett Reese and Paul Wernrich, based on Deadpool by Fabian Cesara and Rob... LaField, starring Ryan Reynolds, Marina Barkane, Bar- Bar- Ed Skern, TJ Miller, Gina Carino, Brianna Hild- Hild- Hildbrand, Brand. Hildbrand, music by Hulk- Tom Hulkenborg. Hulkenborg. That's an odd last name. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Hulkenborg. <laughs> Not you. Hulkenborg. I'm, I just feel so bad for some of these people's names. Uh, cinematography by Ken Seng. Seng? S-E-N-G? Probably. Seng. Uh, edited by Julian Clark. I'm sorry, Julian. You have an unfortunate first name. Oh, just... One person credited for editing? Yeah. That's surprising. 
She must have had a team that was like, she must be the, the team lead. Yeah. Either per- that or good fucking job. Amazing. Iconic. Unparalleled. Uh, production companies. 20th Century Fox. Marvel Entertainment. Kenberg Genre. Or, er, yeah, genre? Yeah, mm. that is how you spell genre. My brain was just like, that doesn't look, that, you're reading that wrong. Ooh. Doubt. Uh, the Donners Company and TSG Entertainment, distributed by 20th Century Fox, released February 8th, 2016, 2016 um, and its general release was February 12th, 2016. Total runtime is 108 minutes. The United States is its country of origin. Original language is English. Oh, this this brings me so much satisfaction. Its budget was 58 million. Guess how much it made back? Oh my god! This is the highest grossing rated R movie. So, I'm gonna say two billion. 200 million. You're super wrong. You're both super. Well, so it made back. I'm bad at numbers. You're fine. I just realized billion is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. If you had. Anyway, uh, so its box office made $782.6 million. I I had I said 1 billion, I would have been pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Can I change my answer to 1 billion because I forgot how numbers work? Yes. Thanks. Um, I seriously thought it was like. At least trip. Well, they they f- blew it out of the out of the yeah water water. Thank you. I forgot. I was like the wet thing. <laughs> water isn't wet. Correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and I have. Oh, I also have a, a tidbit for the tidbits when we get there. We'll so, get there when we if, get there. if you don't cover it. Okay. Um, yeah. So, the comic book. I have actually read... Why don't Why don't we start with well, the Easter eggs? No, we do, do you... the, the tidbits and the source material are always together. Do we? Okay. Yeah. We, we, it's been a hot minute since we've had a source material. Okay. If you think about it. We haven't really needed to do this, but she's right. Um, so, obviously, the comic book is the source material, which I've only read a couple of the comic books. Um, I've read some panels of it. I've I've read a few. I've seen more cartoons. Yeah. You know. Um, He makes cameos and stuff. Yeah, no, I have, like, personally, I own... Cameos. Yeah, I know, such a strange (laughs) concept. Um, I personally own a... A comic of Harley Quinn where he makes a cameo as her boyfriend and making the Joker super jealous, which is actually pretty funny. That's, just, uh, that's hysterical when you think about it. Yeah. Um, but I, So I've read some of the comic books. As far as it reconnecting to the film, I thought they did a good job on that. Um, now, because we're probably, we're going to go into more discussion of that in the discussion but if obviously it came from the comic book it's one of those comics that deadpool just makes a cameo in like marvel dc like everything 
just everything. Really. Um, Spider Man. Spider Man. Yes. We'll get into it. Yeah, Spider Man into um, Captain America, uh, Batman. <laughs> uh, he is technically a Marvel property, though, right? He's Marvel par- property, but he's made cameos into the DC universe. The, he's Deadpool is one of the characters that a lot of studios are willing to wiggle on uh, as far... Not studios, but he's he's allowed a lot more rights as far as crossovers than a lot of other characters because yeah. he's known for his fourth wall breaks. It's It almost heightens the comedy to have him in your shit for, like, a couple of panels. Right. Yeah. Because uh, it's, it's even more of a shock. Right. It's like, you're not supposed to be there. It's like, wait a minute. Wait. What but you kind fit. of fuckery is this? <laughs> um, so we'll start with the tidbits because there's a lot, but I'm just gonna try to do the more interesting ones, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, yeah, the the movie's chock full of them. Oh yeah, this movie's like could be tidbit. We could spend an hour on that alone. Yeah. So the first one, first, first, first one is right as you open the scene into 20th Century Fox. Oh. The X's are blacked out. So, just a homage to X-Men. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next is literally the opening scene is like the first, what, two minutes of this film is full of little Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> uh, but quick ones that are like easy to catch people will notice mm-hmm. is obviously that ryan reynolds is the sexiest man alive mm-hmm. i mean we all knew that i mean he- we did but you know they had to put it on film of course um the batman the original batman symbol comes on on the radio when they're smashing his head in um you have when the car's flipping a hello kitty lip balm fly through the screen you also have a green lantern wallet hmm it's not a wallet it's a trading card is it a trading card mm-hmm. I it's com- sure. the trading card is coming out of a wallet oh that's what it was because i was like you're um, not supposed to be there <laughs> yes um you also have a coffee cup or coffee cup that has uh rob l written on it for rob lee lee Field, Leafield, is it Leafield? Liefeld. I gotta be able to see it. Liefeld. Yes. Something like that. Um. Let's see. Again, a lot of them. There's a lot of throwbacks to Wolverine and Hugh Jackman. Mm. Obviously, he uses Hugh Jackman's face when he takes off his mask. Uh, you see him. Uh. One of the magazines says Huge Jackman is also the sexiest man of the month or something like that. Um, the opening credits has, like, all these great names for all the actors and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, Oh, um, there's the line of which Xavier are you talking about? Is it McGaver <laughs> or Stewart? McAvoy. 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 Thank you. It's a, it's a, I think it's Irish or something like that, so no worries. Um... The scene with the pizza man at the beginning of the film, that's actually straight from the comics. I'm sorry. Pizza boy. Whatever. <laughs> God damn it! Are you really bringing up the concept? 
concept that I say pizza like I s <sighs> Pizza? Pizza. Please don't start this discourse. I've this no, no, this no, has been it. this I... has been Myra Sam discourse since I've <laughs> met y'all. Can we please skip? This is discourse with my family because my entire oh, family right. says it. My no, not just my my brothers. My mother and father say it the same way. Pizza in Spanish. That's what. Is it, oh, is it really that in Spanish? Yeah. Okay, you have oh. no rights. You have you have negative rights. She Can never explained pizza? that to me before. Homie, you know I'm bilingual. I didn't know pizza was pizza in Spanish. It's spelled the same way, P-I-Z-Z-A, but when you say it, it sounds pizza. Sam. Myra. You excuse me for every other mispronunciation of words because you're like, you're bilingual. It's understandable. For sure. That's the right response. This one's just funny. <laughs> Get us pizza. See, mm -hmm. that's how you say. Anyway, I'm sorry. I would like to formally apologize for Sam's behavior. <laughs> you just said it's how you pronounce it in Spanish. And for any and for any participation I may have had. I don't care, but I just find it interesting that you just made that connection now. In in our defense, we're not good at Spanish. Also, my Spanish teachers never said Pizza was pronounced mm -hmm. pizza or pizza. Pizza. It's. It depends on the region that you're from. Gotcha. I we have learned a thing today. Yeah, it's just like when you say s certain They're, things. It's. They were just like it's pizza. Is it, is it a pecan pie or a pecan pie? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Is so, it caramel or caramel? Caramel. It's caramel. Caramel. I uh, actually I switch between the two, so yeah. I I can't talk. I, yeah, same. Sitting it depends on who I'm talking to. It yes. depends on who. If someone has said it before me, I will copy them. Not not like on purpose, but like if they say it first, I'll be like, that's that's a thing. Or if I'm left up to saying it, I will just whichever one comes to my brain yeah. first. <laughs> I'm like, mm -hmm. roll a d two for me. <laughs> okay. So again, the pizza boy. The <laughs> pizza boy. Now I can't say it right. Now I feel like I'm making it sound more sound than it is. The pizza boy, he, um, that entire scene is ripped straight from the comic. That actually happened in one of the comic books. Oh, what a great way to open it. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. Obviously, the Stan Lee appearance. We can never go without any Marvel movie without Stan Lee being there. May he rest in peace. I was like, well, now we can, but... I'm gonna miss him being there, because he just had the most random freaking shit in the corner of every movie. One of my favorites is the um, Spider-Man one. In the library. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, obviously, you also have the end credits thing, and it's a throwback to Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm-hmm. Um, see the joke about sewing, sewing his mouth shut? Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of Deadpool figurines in his apartment. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Um, obviously the salt and pepper throwback in the beginning as well. Um, because from what I understand is the Shroop song. Shroop? Shroop. Shroop. 
uh, from Salt and Pepper came out at the same time, at the same year that uh, Deadpool's um, first uh, miniseries came out. Oh. And you have um, obviously like a whole ton, bunch of ton of uh, X-Men references and the whole, you couldn't get any more, um, you couldn't get any of this production, couldn't pay for any other X-Men. That was great. That was um, hysterical. Also, also, the mention of the fact that the mansion has been blown up several different fucking times. <laughs> and how empty it is. Yes, and how empty it is. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the studio couldn't afford another X-Men. The uh, costume for, um, what's her name? Warhead? Teen- teenage... Teenage Warhead? Negasonic Teenage Warhead. This yes. is the only name I know. Do not question me. No. I've... Her costume is a throwback to the New Mutants costume. Oh, the New Mutants mm-hmm. costume. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the hanger, the helicarrier heli- that mm-hmm. they're on, that's supposed to be from the Captain America Winter, Sol- Winter Soldier. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So that one's the shield so. Mhm. Actually, it is not supposed to be that one. It is, is it uh they were allowed the rights to use that the, the the same model ship from Shield. Oh, but it's not the exact same. They one. actually were told to make it as different as possible. Okay. So, it is it is still a Shield ship, but it is not the same Shield ship. Yep, you're right. I misspoke. How fucking dare the you? fucking audacity. I was gonna say the fucking cockacity for the joke, but then I realized it can't apply <laughs> to you. <laughs> um, the Blade 2 comment, mm-hmm. obviously because, you know, Ryan Reynolds was on in Blade 2, and the whole Angel and Ajax, are you going to a midnight screening of Blade 2 mm-hmm. scene? Uh, let's see. We, oh, how could I forget? The 127 days comment cutting his hand off um and obviously the adventure time watch that deadpool wears throughout the thing and oh and then i guess the final one i can give you real quick is the wrap that they use for Deadpool, the Deadpool is from the video game Deadpool, and they reused it for the film. I never actually got to play the video game, but Alex had it. I think Junior played it, and uh, Alex had Alex had the game, and that was before I even knew what Deadpool was. And I went over to her house one day after after school, and she was just like, "Hey, you want to watch me and my brother play this game?" And I was like, "Sure." Why does this guy have like three voices? What's going on? What are you trying to do? Why is he doing that? How can you just be alive after that? It was literally just me sitting there for like two and a half hours being very confused by this dude that I didn't know. Um, <laughs> and another fun fact, the reason he forgets the duffel bag in the in the taxi is because they didn't have the budget for him to have guns. <laughs> they dead ass were like, Oh, he'll he'll have all these guns. It'll be and they're just props. They didn't have the the money for the bad guys to have guns and for Deadpool to have all the guns he's supposed to have. May I add one more? Yeah. 
um, at the end of the movie when he has the uh, the weird uh, animated characters come back. If you are not familiar with the comics, it might have been this weird thing where you're like, I guess he got stabbed in the brain. It's like, you know, part of the course. But those cartoony characters are actually hallucinations that Deadpool has throughout the comics. Like, yeah. He's got these weird, fucked up... They're not good. Not all of them. They're they're weird. Little fucked up hallucinogens that just kind of, like, vibe and do whatever. Also, um... Technically, if we're gonna go into the comics, um, Deadpool... He doesn't necessarily use the right verbiage, but he's basically pansexual. Um, he marries a space dude at one point. <laughs> Doesn't he also like court death for a bit too? Oh, yeah, uh, for a bit, like a hot like. <laughs> That's like a whole ship. Yeah, <laughs> That's like a valid ship, <laughs> and it's a skeleton. Yeah, they're just a skeleton. Yeah, he's um, he's a very interesting character. He he really is. He's um. Also in the comics, he is a lot more violent. Oh yeah, no, I I remember some of the comics that Junior. Yeah, unhinged and... is the 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 level of unhinged that he is in the comics is much larger than in the in the movie so far. Yes. Um, so do we want to kind of jumping off of that? Do we want to just jump into the discussion, the general discussion? Let's just jump into it. All right. Okay. Um. So now that we're done with all of the... Uh, oh, wait, what are the themes? Yeah, themes. I mean... Besides I, I murder? Just, so much murder. Is that uh, it? No, I mean... I had such a fun time enjoying the movie. I self forgot esteem. to take notes. Self-esteem, revenge. Um, love. love. Societal standards. Societal standards. Um, Morality. For sure. Feminism? I mean, there are feminist overtones. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I guess it does technically pass the Bechtel test because it did have that one, uh, the, the one punchy girl who literally didn't say anything. Literally, okay, the only line she had in the entire movie was thanking Colossus for letting her put her boob back where it belonged. So, so technically she was not talking about... Technically it passes the Bechtel test just because of her. Sure. Yeah. I didn't even I feel like she must have more lines than that. She, she is had... silent the entire movie. She's silent almost the entire movie. She does have a line with Deadpool uh, when she's no, she strapping talks... him in. And she's talking and he... to Axel, too. Oh, yeah. She says, shut your fucking mouth or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. She's the strong and silent woman as opposed to we the strong and it silent it, man. At the very least, girls get it done. Yes. Sure. Um... But yeah, uh, you had said something that I was like... Morality? Oh. No, 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 no. Before we got totally sidelined. Yeah, morality. Um, <laughs> Twitch. It's like, no, something no. else. Something else. Um, um, the comic? I don't even remember. There were a lot of things, unfortunately, that I said. Do you remember about when? It was right before we got on our tangent. That was the comic. We were talking about the comic and how he's much more violent... Oh. And also how he has a sexuality. Uh, yeah. I think toning down the amount of violence from the comics... Listen, no, 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 no. Was a good way to... I think toning down the, the violence and the insanity element 
of Deadpool was a good way to make him much more approachable to a general audience. It may have caught, I know it did cause a lot of fans to be like, oh my god, like, that's not even the real Deadpool. You're just watching a sanitized version of it. But, like, I appreciated the tone. It made him more approachable, if that makes sense. They didn't. They didn't? They didn't. That's, that's what, okay. It's not that he is toned down. We're getting his origin story. Yes. The insanity does not start until he is uh, stabbed in the head. Um, and yeah. the violence is not toned down either. The violence is very is very accurate mm-hmm. to comic. Nothing's toned down. This I I would be I I'm excited to do the Rotten Tomatoes after this because in thinking about what I know about the comics, this is a very accurate representation of an open of a origin story. Yeah. Um I'm ex- also excited to do um, the the second movie because I actually haven't seen it yet. Um, since they did introduce in in the in the comics the ways that uh, the ways that um, Deadpool's um, mental issues uh, are shown are through the weird cartoon dudes. Mm-hmm. They also have you know how in comics the narrator will have like a, a box to be like blah blah blah. Yeah. There's two separate boxes that are like two different um, personalities, personalities, but aren't vocalized they're just in his head so like one will be in a big border and i think one was like shaded mm-hmm. and they're two completely different like quote-unquote people but they never come out so the way the ways that he shows his insanity or mental i'm sorry the ways that he shows his mental health issues are um hard to translate to film yeah um I feel like aside from like actually being able to do stuff like that, they've done a really damn good job, because the majority of the uh, the majority of the stuff that co- the comic shows you is internal. So when the movie comes in, it has to be an external view. Mm-hmm. And I'm again, I'm excited to see what season what uh, episode yeah. bleh, second what the movie. second movie does, because they introduced the visual element of the hallucinations. Yes. And that is going to be interesting because that is something from the comic that is easily translated into a film medium. And I think what also is going to help them with translating to a film media is how they did this film, that it was very much Deadpool talk to the camera. That that was something I did enjoy was... Fourth wall. Fourth wall breaking. Yeah. Um, and they did that with ease and grace. So I think um, that'll that'll help a lot showing his mental health issues mm-hmm. because he'll be yeah. able to like those in- <clears throat> those internal struggles that he has throughout the comics he can vocalize them mm-hmm. and in so doing so yeah there because there are points where other people are like why are you talking and then there's other points where he's talking and nobody hears him. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another one of those external, internal, showing his mental state. I think it'd be really cool for him, to, for like him to have conversations out loud with two different narrators, to maybe represent the um, the different voices too, and like just at random times, like they'd be like, "Hey, you know, you really should have done this instead of this." The audience would have liked it more, and then he just goes, "Yeah, well, fuck you too," and everyone's like, "Hello." <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> the, the, the other people, the other people he's with, are like, for what? <laughs> yes, what he's just shouting at this guy. 
But no, like, I guess my, my, my point in saying all that was um, it may not seem from the way that we've talked about it earlier that they have done a good representation, but they really have. Yeah. And I'm, I'm excited to see what the Rotten Tomatoes say, because there might be some dude bro out there who disagrees with me. Um, anyway, it, they, I feel like they really did, at, at the very least, a pretty decent job for, for not having him stabbed in the brain yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they uh, pulled... I mean, I think the whole film itself is a very, very well done. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Considering, like, uh, many of the interviews that Ryan Reynolds did up to the premiere and after the premiere, he's all like, yeah, we had a pittance budget. The producers mm-hmm. refused to give us more than what we got. We made every penny of our budget like we 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 milked we we pinched those pennies and it's really impressive that they did that the way that they did if you think about all of the things they were able to do because yeah. um they the way that they animated Deadpool's mask is very true to form mm-hmm. while yes. still not being in your face so the fact that they put a lot of funds into that first and foremost really shines through yeah because he's in that mask for the majority of the movie after the after the uh, procedure. After the procedure, yeah. Right, because they I know they did the little like white dots, so he he was in his the the whole suit was a costume. The mask it, he had an actual physical mask, but yes. the the little they put those little like motion capture dots. Oh, you're talking about his eyes uh, yes, and yes, like yes. it 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 was a really good decision because you. In the comics, that's those are the kind of ins- like he does those like eyebrow up and down big, yes, big emotions under and his the, mask. And the the whites of his eyes always like sw- narrow and in opening mm-hmm. and like almost looks like he closes his eyes mm-hmm. feel to it. I almost like how the how how they did this more than how they handle Spider Man's in the new movies. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, in the most recent incarnation of his suit, it's literally mechanical. Well, yeah, but, like, even if you go backwards, they're they're either mechanical or stationary. Yes. So, but if you look at him in the comics, he does the same thing. He's got, like, one big eye, one really little eye as he's, like, squinting to do something. He's like, the fuck? He's equally emotive under the mask. Right. I feel like they kind of put that to the wayside. Whereas Deadpool went, oh, no, no, you want want the funny face? We're going to give you that funny face. And... Yeah, this was very much a passion project of Ryan Reynolds, yeah. and that shows through. Yes. It shines through in every way, shape, and form. What was the first Deadpool movie, technically? Uh, was... I mean, the first one he shows up in yeah. is uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. I remember watching that movie, and I was so excited for this dude with, with swords. And then he got, like fucked up and his mouth was so shut and I was like that dude was so funny why did you do that and then like later on as like a fully grown adult who like knows things about the world finding out that Ryan Reynolds played that guy got so mad about it because it wasn't the real Deadpool that he then basically forced this studio to make a correct uh, uh, Deadpool movie that was like that was a he- that was a hero moment. I was like, oh my god, this dude just went. I'm going to be the hero of my own story, and I'm going to bring the rest of you with me. Right, because his history with superhero movies, he has always played the characters that he had a deep connection with, mm-hmm. like he read growing up. Yeah, he was so excited to play Green Lantern, and then it, it was so bad. Just oh, don't yeah. make the suit green. 
or animated. <laughs> oh my god. So like, and then the you- fact that he comes to Deadpool after being shafted over by Marvel. Yeah, it wasn't Marvel. It was um, Fox or uh, DC. Yeah, DC. DC. No, 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 no. It was Green Lantern is DC. No, he no, no, no. X Men Origins. X Men Origins oh, was yeah, yeah. Um, yep. Sony. Sony fucked up. Time we get. What do you mean? Because so Sony Sorry. was. Um, Might have to do it on the computer. They Sony's the one that owns uh, X Men. Remember? That's right. Mm-hmm. And Sorry. then. But yeah, I I mean, after being shot like that, and he's done other superhero movies or even like comic book related movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Excuse me. Where it was done right. I mean, you have Blade, and he's in I Blade Two, I think. Mm-hmm. I th- I would assume. I'm pretty sure it's Blade Two. Blade Two, but like I I. I'm Only not because sure. they reference Blade Two in the movie. Yeah, but I think he's in Blade One t- as well. I can't remember. Let me. I mean, pull it up. That's I'm what I'm doing to... right now. Oh, doing... whoa! What? No, nothing. I thought that. I thought no, no. Breathe. I thought the the box office gross was billion again. I'm bad at numbers. I said breathe. I'm so sorry. This is how you make me feel. <laughs> oh shit. So scared for no good goddamn reason. The level of sus goes infinite and then it's like, no, no, it's fine. You can just go away now. Oh, I forgot he was fucking Van Wilder. Who? I don't know. Who? Van Wilder. What's the movie? National Lampoons. Oh. Something that I, I really like about what we're seeing in a lot of... Um, movies based on uh previously made content you're seeing a lot of uh actors and actresses embracing their role prior to getting it yes like i think the first one we ever see in this like kind of category is tony stark with robert downey the literal pinnacle of casting choices for him and um i feel like he was the perfect cast for um tony stark um What's his name? The kid who plays Spider-Man now? I always uh, forget. Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, Tom Holland is, like, the perfect choice for a younger Spider-Man. Um, and, um... Chris Hensworth's really good for Thor, yeah. too. And, I mean... And, and, and in the same vein, uh, uh, fucking Ryan Reynolds is the perfect Deadpool. Yeah, and I agree with you on that they're, they're doing that properly, because, I mean, you even see it with other non-related comic content but like with the witcher oh my god yeah because um what's his i can never remember the actor's name henry seville thank you henry seville was such a fan of the video games and he wanted that to come out very well yeah he i think there was an interview of him and they're like oh did you play the games and they're like xbox or playstation or something like that and he's like fucking pc like bitch like hello <laughs> what, hello who the yeah. fuck do you think i am like yeah so seeing people this is I, this is a, one of those films that i truly enjoy watching as far as a film even if it's not you know i fun fact i hadn't watched this film before Oh my god. First impressions. Yeah, I forgot. Mara. We forgot. Um It's okay. 
No, but I hadn't watched it because I didn't know the background of Deadpool, and I was like, oh, do I really want to watch a murderer psychopath yes, you do. on you, TV? You listen yeah. to Morbid. I do. <laughs> yeah, you literally have zero rights right now about, like... Okay, but at the time, I didn't listen to Morbid. I just watched 2020, okay? That's fair, that's fair, that's fair. Um, mm. When this film came out, I was I was still into serial killers, but not as much. Oh, that sounds so bad. It's too late, you said it. I know. I was still into true crime. That's a better way to put it. There you go. But I wasn't as into true crime as I am we now. Um, yes. Well, it's one of those films that, to me, uh, yeah, again, I hadn't watched it because of well one i had a preconce i had a different preconceived idea of the film because i had read some of the comics through my brother which mm-hmm. is fair and then i had also a preconceived idea of what of who deadpool was because of certain things mm-hmm. um so i was not expecting what i got what um, were you expecting half dust bloody everywhere mm. uh, just with a little bit of humor because i had seen the memes i had seen all of that and that's that was what i was expecting and it actually turned out to be a lot better it felt like a superhero lord of the rings version and by that i mean is there was some dedication to the character there was somebody cared about oh, the character okay okay, okay. okay. I'm really glad. I was like, I you you need to elaborate because no, because I mean we all know, and we'll go into more of the Lord of the Rings when we get there. But we know that the creators of, you know, the one the producers and everybody who. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just gonna screenshot it because I have words. Um, but you know they put a lot of care into developing the Lord of the Rings films. So, it was very much a passion project. And yes, that's what I mean. It was very much a passion project. You could feel that the creators and even Ryan... I knew he cared about the... Uh, Ryan Reynolds, yes. I, I saw that. I saw... Mm-hmm. I heard you. I didn't say... I didn't even... I, there was nothing. You saw it, right, Jay? I, I did. Go ahead. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, you... After the film came out you could see that he did have a passion for the the character i just i was not aware of how it looked on film i mean literally the dedication he put to this film is so evident because he sh- they didn't give him any promotional budget really they no. gave him like this much mo- like the littlest amount of oh well i guess you'll have to promote it somehow and he went all right bet took that money and shot didn't use it on like cameras or anything he shot most of the ads on his iphone mm. and then used it for like set design and actually like paying the workers and stuff yeah i like beautiful he he did everything in his power to make sure the money went as far as it could also can i just say this is a com- this is a perfect example of executives don't know what the fuck their audience wants this movie like what quadrupled their their uh more budget so. they more so quadrupled their budget and their jokes stand out to this day none of them have aged out yet i there was not a single joke that i had to pause to be like what was that about 
I, I remembered all of them. And it might be different for someone who's younger, but and who has maybe doesn't know a lot of them. But I mean, I, I would agree with you on that, on the whole younger thing. Mm-hmm. But they even make fun of that. Yeah. In the film. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> because they're like, oh, you're too young to understand this. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I remember <laughs> there was this whole big scandal when the movie came out of some adult brought their, you know, five-year-old, seven-year-old kid to the superhero movie, apparently didn't look at the rating, and was like, I want my money back. This is a superhero film. And all of the cashiers were like, yes, it's also rated R. Uh, yeah, and like, um, what do you, do you want even from freaking us? know who Deadpool is? Apparently not. God. Anyway, um, I just back to what I was th- back back to what I was saying. I just th- the fact that this movie has done so good and stands the test of time is a testament to corporations and bigwigs need no power in what does and does not get approved in a media. Like, had we not had Ryan Reynolds, we would not have this movie. And I don't even just mean his face in the film. We would not have this movie, period. He literally, from from the moment X-Men Origins happened, he went, I'm staying on contract. You can't fire me or get rid of me or get someone mm-hmm. else to play Deadpool. I'm, th- I'm Deadpool. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're you're gonna let me do the movie correctly. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna let me do the movie and correctly. And they said they said fine, you can do the movie correctly, but he this is all you get. You only get compared to most movies like in this genre, 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 mm-hmm. genre. They get between what like seven, a hundred and up. I'm gonna Google the Iron Man budget real fast. Oh gee, no Google. Google wanted to help. I suppose that's fair. Um, <laughs> the, you did say you wanted to Google it. So, but but what I mean is like, they have this starting budget of like at least double. We're gonna, we're looking right now. So, the first Iron Man budget. Wait, can you remind us what the Deadpool one was first? Oh, 58, yeah. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight million. I'm I'm bad at numbers. Fifty-eight. Okay, but you Deadpool. Are Deadpool's budget was fifty-eight million. Okay. Mm-hmm. Iron Man. The first Iron Man movie. The one they didn't know was going to be a bop or a flop. Yes. One hundred and forty million dollars. It's almost triple. Triple. So they they literally went. Okay, you can do this. You want to stay on? You can do this. Here's 50 cents. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, the, like, like, granted, you get, like, there's there's a level of understanding you have to have in Iron Man. They had much more animation, the special effects were more. But, though, imagine what more Ryan Reynolds could have done with more money. I honestly love the under-budgeted feel, though, because... It kind of it kind of fits. It fits. Mm-hmm. Yes. But like at the same time, I I it, just I wish I wish he was able to make his ideal version of the movie because if this is what he does on a budget, imagine what he could do with free reign. God, I would love to Ooh. see him as like the head of a production company. Honestly, I'd hope that's what he does eventually. Like when he fi- when he eventually retires as Deadpool, 
I, I hope he does something like that where he just gives people money when they have a passion project that could go somewhere. It just it pisses me off. Yes. Um, I. Oh, do you want to? I'm sorry. I can't. I can't be looking at it while we're doing this part of the podcast. I'm sorry. No, I'm, it's fine. I'm, I I'm getting distracted. Um, but no, I think they. I mean, honestly. I agree with you. I would have been very interested to see what would happen with a bigger production. Mm -hmm. I like the feel of the small production, Mm -hmm. but I think with a bigger production, you could see that passion that, that, like I said, that Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings has. Because Lord of the Rings, I mean, they built a fucking shire. I can't. It's still, it's still there. You can go visit it. Which I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one day in my life, but. On on a separate note, um, I really like the way that um, Wade Wilson is written yes. in, in the movie because you get, from the start, you get this sarcastic, funny, witty guy. And, you know, you also get this feeling that, that um, those actions come from hurt somewhere, but they're not near, no, nowhere near the surface. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the complexity that they've built in his character from, like, the first ten minutes of the film is something that is really hard to do. Yeah, they... Oh, I'm sorry. No, um, They very much solidified him as a man with a shadowy past who regrets a lot of his past actions. But is like, that's, that's not me anymore. I'm... This is who I am now. I'm a fucked up motherfucker. But you know what? I'm gonna do what I can. I, I, I think you see that a lot at the very beginning after the after he you know, he takes uh, stops the stalking of that girl. Mm-hmm. You see that he is has some trauma in the past, especially when he um, he meets Vanessa and they start talking about well your trauma isn't as bad as my trauma and they start and it be, yeah it, it I understand. They start lying about it. Uh, obviously. Uh, maybe not. Uh, uh, some of it could have been true. Some of it could be made I, up. You I don't... only say that because, you know, as as you age with that kind of trauma, you do start making a joke out of it. Especially when um, therapy might not be the closest thing to your reach. You turn, like, you turn your mental health issues into this joke so that no one will push past it because it's funny, right? Well, I, I, the only reason I say that it it's fake is because in an interview they explicitly state that they start using hyperbole. Um, so, like, there may be some nuggets of truth yeah. in there, but, like... That's fair. They start, like, being like, oh, well, my trauma's worse than your trauma. As, I gotcha. As, like, a pissing match, essentially. I got you. Well, that's what I was trying to say. It's, like, you see that they start off... I think they start off with true trauma, where mm-hmm. he's like, you don't know the shit I've seen. Mm-hmm. And then they start with the, well, I got raped by my uncle. Well, I got raped by my uncles. Uncles. And then they're like, oh, but it was by the butt. It was this. It was the, it, and that's where I'm saying some of it you have truth. Some of it you have, obviously, l- let's see who has the worst trauma. And I think that's how they also show their relationship growing, because they're like, so you're not going to judge me for my trauma. I'm not going to judge you for your trauma. Let's have fun. Mm-hmm. It was that sort of feel. Plus, like, 
something else that I really liked was um, as the movie goes, you realize the more you learn about him, the more you realize he's a very unreliable narrator. Yeah. Like, you find out he's he, he used to be in the army, and he doesn't ever say that he was dishonorably discharged. We have to find that out from a different person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he leaves out nuggets of truth on purpose to make the situation seem what he wants it to. Yeah, and I mean, you see the whole, he was in the army, and he talks about TGI Fridays at mm-hmm. one point, but Bob! <laughs> and then you, later on, you do There's, see yeah, that you, that was an actual nugget of truth. Yeah, you chalk it up to he's probably being a liar again. And then Bob! Bob. Apparently Bob is like a regular character in the comics. Yes. Yes. Um, don't, I, I haven't fucking No, read. we were agreeing. Okay. Yes. It sounded like, well, we knew that. Mm-mm. No, we're agreeing. Um, and he just shows up and Every time he shows up, Deadpool's just like, no, no, you're good. I'll just knock you out. It's fine. <laughs> Although, talking about the knockout. Mm. Anyone down with me to believe that Bob is fucking dead? No. No. I mean, I know, but this <laughs> tanker, helic carrier, um. falls on top of the area where they were. Yeah, but he pulls him off screen and never really shows how far off he pulled. So he could be somewhere safe. And everyone else in the uh, Francis spelling is very obviously dead. Like, there's missing limbs and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and for the sake of for the sake of the um, the series, I hope that he was pulled completely off screen. Okay, I, I... offset rather. Yeah. And maybe he just pulled him because, like, he was talking to him still as he as he went. Yeah, off he of goes, the "How's your wife and kids and that tuna casserole?" Oh. I, I have a feeling he kind of just talked to the to the unconscious dude and then like yeeted him over the fence to be like, "And that's where you're gonna stay until you wake up, Bob. Have fun. Bye. I have done my civic duty. My one friend in this scenario is safe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was very much the vibe I got. Yeah, because he just. I know for a fact that he comes back, and they're like actual friends, and even though they regularly show up on opposing sides of That's conflicts, just even funnier. Yeah, which is he's like, hey, buddy, Dunk. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so like, I really like, I really like how he did, how they they did that, and I also like how they treated Vanessa as a character. Yes. Oh, let's talk about Vanessa. I adore her character. Yeah, there. Like, I think 2016 is when we really started having the conversation about like sex workers are real workers and stuff like that. Um, it was before the OnlyFans thing, but still, we, we were starting to have that conversation as a society. And to see her being treated with respect... Yeah. From, yeah. From the moment he realizes, or she says that she's a sex worker, he's like, oh, well, you're really cool, and I just want to hang out with you. Yeah. How, much can, yeah. how much does this get me? And she's like, well, you know. 42 minutes of whatever you, you want. Yeah. And I, like, I like how they did that that the, the camera thing where they're where they're sideways like they're like they're doing it and he goes I'm gonna put the balls in now and she goes Ooh, and makes balls and holes like, what balls <laughs> and holes and then it turns and they're doing ski ball yeah I thought that was that was a beautiful setup and she's yeah. like well I understand that people like ski ball but apparently you like ski ball more than you like vagina all right and he's like I mean yeah. ski ball. What's there to not like about skee-ball, dude? <laughs> and the fact that he just, like, pays to take her out on a date, it's... 
He drinks his respect women juice. <laughs> and he's such a character that could easily be like, no, no, I don't drink my respect women juice. Yeah. Plus, like, the um, the whole vibe of their relationship from that moment on, I'm not usually a huge fan of when movies and, uh, and you know, like, filmography uses gratuitous sex scenes to kind of get their point across. But the way that they, the way that they did it was tasteful in its yes. crassness. And they even had that one where they were just uh, sitting there reading together. And it's such a breakup. It shows how truly balanced their relationship was. Yeah. Yeah. Like the fact that, because so many, so many times you see the super cut scene of just sex and the one night stand the one night yeah. stand or like the multiple um interact or occurrences of mm-hmm. their sexual relationship they used it to show the passing of time the yes. season yes. changes and that that slapped it it, it was such it a was good, very and how healthy they were in their own sexualities mm-hmm. like you know there's I don't want to get too graphic. Um, we already watched the movie. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's a rated R film. Okay. I just... <sighs> okay. If you're <laughs> uncomfortable saying it... No, I just don't want to get, like, flagged on Spotify or something. We might have to tag this one as explicit, but okay. it's fine. Um, I know, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts now. Um the various positions that you see them go through in this montage of the changing of seasons and it just it shows how much communication they have in their relationship without ever actually showing it was that it i well was that what you were trying to avoid to say (laughs) do you were you just trying to you know you can say doggy style right i just listen (laughs) you know you can say they tried butt stuff right you know they (laughs) anal that, t- that was so oh, I funny. Oh my god! I'm so- I maybe you should let me talk about this one because I'm the, no, I'm just, the um, hypersexualized. Over-analy- I overanalyzed it in my head. So, <laughs> guys, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get us in trouble, but I, I really have to say this. I just, um, <laughs> heck, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're gonna get plugged. <laughs> But no, the the diversity in their sexual relationship really highlights how well they communicate within their relation within their non-sexual relationship. Well, cuz I mean to be comfortable doing all of the things they did with each other. I mean, listen, I don't know. I I would feel like that requires at least a level of okay, communication. Okay, give a non-committal shrug because the straights are weird and see sex as a game. To, um, not all straights, but, but a lot fair. of them. Yes, but I think I understand where you're coming from. Okay, okay. Here, I thought I had rights on this one. I'm sorry. No, no, you're no. Not, you're listen. not incorrect. Let her say your thing. Because you see how they're. Okay, here we go. Their first. Their first sexual encounter, mm-hmm. very first sexual encounter, where she's like, what are we going to do with the rest of the two minutes and 35 seconds? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, cuddle. 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 Can, how long can you keep this up? All year? All year. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So that first, 
sexual encounter that they have is very much a harsh porn. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's like that. It's the we vibe met, you get from a one night stand. Yes, yes. It's a the vibe you get from a one night stand. And then you go into the second one, which is, I think they did New Year's. I don't remember. I'm not going to lie to you. No, Valentine's Day. Then they do Valentine's Day, which is a little more romantic. And you start seeing that they are developing more of a romantic side. Mm-hmm. Then you get into Chinese, the new Chinese, Chinese new, year. new Year, which... They're, now they're exploring more their sexuality. And then you see International Women's Day. And I agree. Ryan with Reynolds you. gets pegs. Pegged. Pegs. Wow. <laughs> Sam found her voice and used it. He gets. He gets pegged. I know, but you, you cut off Myra to say that. <laughs> sorry. I'm multitasking. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Myra. At that point, he, he is willing because that is a big step for a heterosexual man to allow a woman to do. He's That's fair. Well, see, we're we're doing his oh. origin story. Fair, so, fair, 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 fair. not everyone Inca. knows their sexuality at like a de- like a a a twenty twenty one age. Yes. Um. So, for a heterosexual man to allow someone to do that to please them and not please himself is a huge step and i agree with you then you go into i think it's arbor day or it's some it's some dumb holiday that like shouldn't really be celebrated but they're still doing it and they're sitting down reading a book oh no 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 it's lent lent Lent. oh my god it makes sense now yes (laughs) and she just goes they gave up sex for lent i didn't get that i I, I don't. I, I would have been. It didn't register fast enough for me, and it's been a minute since I've seen the movie. I didn't realize. And then, you know, you start seeing their progression. How did we jump from Lent to fucking East or Halloween? I don't. I think that I think what they were trying to do is establish that it's been a long fucking time. Yeah. They've been date. It's it's not that they started dating right after that, but actual years have passed. Okay. Like they are dedicating their lives to one another at that point. Yeah, and I mean you also see it with her hair growth. Right. Yes. Um, the fact that she oh. goes from like oh a cute pixie cut to like basically in the middle of her back. Yeah, and so the final thing that I found interesting with this whole scene. Uh, is also how they the proposal because at that point you know they're getting ready to have sex mm-hmm. and I mean it's a cute proposal because he's like I don't have money for a ring so I'm going to give you a ring pop which is adorable absolutely but the fact that he's thinking of asking her to marry and she was actually thinking of asking something completely different which sort of stands to her insecurity in the relationship. I wouldn't necessarily say insecurity, but I think for in in my mind, I think maybe she was trying to get him to say it. Oh, okay. And then when he didn't immediately, she went Plan B. Um, but stuff like <laughs> he's not ready yet. That's chill. I can wait. This is fun. Let's just do something fun. Oh, wait, he asked. <laughs> yes. Oh. And it's adorable. And I think I also like the fact that throughout this whole thing, they don't over-hyper-sexualize Vanessa. Mm-hmm. They even make that joke in the very 
beginning of their relationship. He's like, I want to get to know the real you, not the two-dimensional uh, walking sex, whatever. Sex symbol that Hollywood pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which slaps. Um, something that I wanted to build off of what uh, you were saying, Myra. Um, God damn it, I waited too long. Sorry. Um, no, it's fine. Um, in building their relationship, like aside from aside from what we obviously see, um, and kind of building off of what you were saying before, Sam, with mm-hmm. how their how it shows their actual relationship. I don't necessarily think that the way that they behave in the bedroom is the way that their relationship is going. However, the level of passion that they maintain throughout those years, yeah, I think is what would definitely be the marker. And also, this stood out to me. Um, at one point, uh, Wade says, I love you to Vanessa, and she does not immediate. she does not reciprocate. No. She smiles and kisses him, and to a to a couple that didn't have good communication, the lack of reciprocation would have been a a stop a stopping point. Like whoa whoa whoa, you didn't say it back. But it obvious in the way that she reacts and the way that he doesn't react shows that they have had that conversation. He knows where her line is and he's comfortable saying it when she's not and she's okay with it. Yeah. Right. Like and the fact that when he proposes, she says it back. Finally. After literal, like, years at that point, because of the way that they set up the timeline, it was, it was, like, coming full circle in their, in their story as, as, like, a couple, and it was, it was so nice. Yes. I would imagine that as a sex worker, she's used to the idea of men falling in love with her. So, well, I mean, like... I I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Infatuation and stuff like that probably happens a lot to her because i mean you see her working in a uh, strip club Mm -hmm. and we don't know what else what other kind of jobs she's had in the past but um men going oh my gosh i love you you're you're the most beautiful woman in the world is probably not an uncommon phrase to her um and so i think maybe probably a thought that went through her mind is we'll see if he actually means it as opposed to, like, not wanting to reciprocate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, personally, for me, I, I read it more as, um, like, okay, they, they did say in that interview that, they, that some of the, like, trauma stuff that they were talking about was hyperbole, but there was, like, I don't know. For me, there had to have been, like, the way that I see it, there had to have been some trauma for them to oh. even have gotten on the topic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and... I could totally see how that would play into an, a hesitancy to say I love you, whether it be from a past partner or just hang-ups of your own. I, that, I, I could agree that that could totally be a thing, but the way that their chemistry worked when we did see them interacting together, I am apprehensive to say that that was the only part. But mm. I, I would agree that it was probably a piece of the puzzle. Oh, I, just, yeah. I really like that they allowed her to have that character depth of... I'm not ready to say it, but you know that, and we are okay with that as a couple. Yes. Which is just, like, good writing. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. I, I think their relationship is just, and 
pretty healthy. Yeah, it's a healthy for, for someone with so much trauma. And you yeah, even for two see, very broken people, they have a very healthy relationship. And you see it further once he's diagnosed with cancer, because mm-hmm. he's very much in that mentality of I don't mm. want to see you suffer. I don't want to see you. Not so much because I'm suffering, but because you're going to see me suffer. I don't want you to suffer through that. I want you to be happy. I want you to be That's love, healthy. Bitch. And she's like, no, bitch. Just because, you're, just because you are sick and you think I'm going to suffer, I'm going to be with you whether you like it or not because that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Because I love you. I have this ring pop on my finger for a reason. <laughs> yes. It might be gone, but it's here. And so seeing them together like that, you see another death of the relationship. You do. And this is something that I really, really, really like. Because something that you notice in in real life partners, um, not that I have like ample experience currently, but um, typically one party has reaction A to something happening and party B has another reaction to some to something. Mm-hmm. So there's a YouTuber I watch actually who went into a story completely off topic. I watched this like a week like two weeks ago. This was not on purpose. But he was going over a couple he reads off Reddit stories. He was going over one and he was like this reminds me of this one time we were my I was driving with my wife in the car and I made a split decision to get out of a situation and it scared her and we were talking about it after and she said this is what I would have done because I think this would have been a safer option. Neither option was wrong, but we both had completely different reactions. Like instead of slamming on the brakes, he swerved out of the way kind of thing. Um, And I, I, I really like that they put that into their relationship during the the scene where he's getting the diagnosis with her because they do have completely separate reactions right her immediate reaction he even says it in the movie is to plan plan a through z what can we do where's the wiggle room where's the out what what path can we take and how long will it take to get there right and his reaction is immediately how the fuck do i not hurt you in this moment Mm -hmm. and that's like I I love that they put that into the relationship because it is an it is another level of depth that I don't think I have ever seen in a mainstream relationship. This is fan fiction stuff. It's this is interpersonal to a point that I've never seen put to tape. Yes, I oh, oh sorry no 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 you're good I didn't want to cut you off if you had it. Uh, no I I agree with you on that I like how they did that they introduced this relationship that it's it's. At that point, you even though we as people see it, but they're make they're solidifying that their relationship is more than outside the bedroom, that their relationship has a lot more depth than just sex, mm-hmm. that they have a connection that's more meaningful mm-hmm. because the whole first part of that their relationship that we see that we as see. an audience is all hypersexualized mm-hmm. and then you don't you have this diagnosis and you see these this two very much not wanting to separate and you see her reaction of going what you would have typically expected either you if they did not care for each other mm-hmm. you would have been like you would have seen her going okay i'm out mm-hmm. and him you know probably feeling like crap Mm -hmm. but you get the complete opposite of that of him going i'm out because i don't want to hurt you Mm -hmm. and her going 
bitch, sit down. Get, get your bitch ass over here. <laughs> get your bitch ass over here. You're going to sit down. You're going to, we're going to talk about this. We're going to go. Sorry, it's my leg. I thought it was the chair. I, I thought, thought it was the chair. I thought, thought we thought were about were to wait. down. Yeah, I was like, oh, here goes Myra. Just she's onto going the floor. down, down, and an earlier round. So that's why I have the blanket here, so I can slap my leg and not make a sound. But I no, you're fine. Uncovered I covered it. I but thought it was the chair. Go ahead. But it, no, I forgot where I was going. Oh, um, so them seeing ha- not having that sexualized idea. Mm-hmm of their relationship is very good and understanding is very good. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why Deadpool works so well is even in the film they say this is a love story and it is to an extent, but he's so human. All of the characters are so human and so grounded that it it's honestly one of the more human superhero films that had come out at the time. I would even say most. Yeah, yeah. because, I mean, this is coming on the heels of, I think, Thor 2 and Iron Man 3 and all of these very cold-hearted films. They're all very sterilized. They forget that the characters have hearts and have empathy and emotion and Deadpool for being a mercenary and you know the merc with a mouth is so deeply emotional and so loving and like he's so well rounded you would it would not if it were written by someone else, it could have very easily been I'm just a guy who gets around and like sleeps around and I don't have any kind of like mm-hmm. I'm just this cool player guy. But no, he's deeply in love with Vanessa and you know, Vanessa is allowed to be an actual person mm-hmm. in the film and good writing. I think um for for me, what makes a relatable superhero mm-hmm. isn't their perfection. And I feel like that's what all superhero films aim for. Is their super is their is their hero in question to go from zero to perfection. They need to fix all of their stuff and become perfect. And I think one of the things that really works for me for Deadpool is his imperfections. Yes. His imperfections make him so human and there's like even even as he's saying very scripted one-liners and you know all these other things he still feels like a real person because even though he has this loving amazing relationship with Vanessa the second he comes back he's afraid he he has he has a vanity issue he's afraid of how she's going to react when she sees him even though he knows that that woman would love him no matter what there is a part of him that says, I am now too ugly. And that that being a, like a, a fatal flaw for him at that moment, the level of anxiety that he has around showing her throughout the entire film feels real. Oh yeah. Like the, the way the way that he reacts after like when, when trying to find her is so relatable. You you think you know how a situation is going to play out from A to Z, and then the world throws you this curveball of you didn't account for this. 
Beach. And you come back into this into the scenario, and now there's this now there's this new elephant in the room, and you don't know what to do with it. And the 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 original reaction is to have fear, and it's that's not just his only one. The way that he is extremely unreliable, the 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 quickness to wrath. I feel like those things make him feel human at every single turn, and I fucking love it. So I agree with you. Like there, his it's the fact that he accepts his imperfections. Yes, because that too. Oh my because, goodness. Because uh, talking back to Iron Man and Thor and everybody like that, it's I I would disagree with you. It's the whole being perfect because they're never perfect. But they aim for it. They aim for perfection, I mean. and then, but they're they're so imperfect. My my issue with the other superheroes is not so much that they're aiming for that perfection, is that they're not willing to accept their imperfections. Yes, because That's very fair. Uh, because with Tony Stark, he does aim for this per- perfection, but you see his pride, you see his vanity, you see. And all of these things that he he has as a character or as a personality, he ignores and says, no, but I'm a good guy. He act, he actively pushes away from it at every or, single yes, turn. Or, he embraces them as, well, this that's just how I am. I can't it's be bothered to rich. fix my problems. It's, that's not my problem that it's a problem. Yes, but it's more, to me with Tony Stark, it's more, well, I have money, so whatever. Um... And it's not so much of, I'm imperfect. I'm perfect because I have money. So you shouldn't care wh- how I act. Because I can pay you off. Mm. At least in at least in the first movie, I would completely agree with you. In the f- later films, he's obviously not he- as bad a- as far as the money-wise goes. But he still will not accept his imperfections. Mm-hmm. And you see it... And this is a perfect parallel because you see his relationship with... Um, Peter Parker? No. Pepper Potts? Pepper Potts. Too many peas. Yes. I with almost Pepper. said Peter Parker back. <laughs> no, with Pepper, because you can parallel the relationships on the fact that how different they are. Mm-hmm. Because they they want to push that there's this sexual tension between Tony Stark and Pepper in later films, not in the first one. Well, she has a crush on him. She has a crush on but. They start pushing towards this sexual tension because they're supposed to be dating or mm-hmm. they're supposed to be having. But with Deadpool, Vanessa and him have this, the sexual tension's there and they're like, okay, let's let's have sex. And, but you see how their relationship is more. They actually communicate to each other. They actually have conversations. Whereas in others, even like Thor and Jane, they well, don't I, communicate. Mm-hmm. They don't communicate. That is what I'm trying to get to. Is in yeah. even mean, or you can take any superhero. Captain America does not communicate. Oh my god. Um. No, he does not. Um. I think you know who does a little bit. Hulk. Yes. And not and not Bruce Banner. No. No. Nope. Hulk. He's all like, I'm sad. Yes, he communicates his feelings. But, like, Tony Stark does not communicate properly with Pepper. Mm-hmm. You see it with Jane and Thor. You see it with Peter uh, Peter Parker and um, Mary Jane. I would like to you chalk s- that up to bad writing. Let me... Do you see my fucking card? Okay, I'm sorry. I've been waiting patiently. But even... You see it in the comics, too. 
Just finish your thing so I can say my thing. Okay. I'm, I'm not mad. I just I, I have a I have a thing that I wanted to build off of. And it was about writing. Go ahead, finish. I'm sorry. I feel bad now. No, 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 it's no, not. no. It's not no. I'm not in disagreement. I just I have a build off point that I would like to make and it's about bad writing. Okay. Um now I don't know what I was saying, so go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. So I, I'm just I'm gonna run with it because at this point I can't fix it editing wise. Um my the thing that I was going to say, um, I I agree that narratively they don't aim for perfection and all that stuff. My I guess my issue specifically comes from the writing styles, um, with especially how formulaic the MCU movies are now. They really do push for some semblance of character perfection, and they do it by ignoring flaws and stuff like that. I, I'm willing to chalk those up to the writer's choices rather than the character's choices, which sounds weird, but I feel like it makes sense if you think about it. The character wouldn't do that, but you've got a dude who has too much money in it to give a shit about what you think the character would do for him to make the right decision. Um, I feel like because they had the budget that they had and the drive that they had uh, in, in Deadpool, they were able to put so much more humanity and embracement because they were exempt from the from the rule of formulaic. Um, you see, and you're right, in all of the Marvel films, you see this constant, look at me and all my flaws, look at me and how badass I am, oh no, I'm just gonna ignore them and get better, and you know, ooh, look at me and my, mm, my betterness now. And as they go on, it gets, it gets more and more different from what the character was originally written as. Mm -hmm. Like, when you look at Tony Stark from his first movie to his last and don't watch anything in between, it is such a jarring difference. Mm -hmm. And there are complete communication breakdowns because the characters were not given what is essentially a, tw a, a, a what, like, seven to eight minutes of sex scenes showing how awesome their relationship is? Is that all it takes? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like all it takes for these characters to have sl some semblance of, like, communication established is just a couple of minutes shown in, like, in a good way. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. That That's my take on it. Like, the, I, I agree that it is definitely... It's definitely a problem more in main Marvel. I'm I'm chalking it up to the fact that the bigwigs actually care about what happens there. They have so much money staked in what happens in the Avengers and all that stuff that they're 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 forcing these narratives of these two have to be together and you have to make it happen and this 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 and all these all, they have, they have all these arbitrary rules to dance around. I'm done. I got salty. I'm sorry. I do not. I do not like who's in charge of Marvel right now. Um, no. You you mentioned something about how the characters don't actually acknowledge their flaws. And Myra did too. This is, and Myra, this is a really good point. I, and, I love this point. And not only do they not acknowledge their flaws, they are rewarded for their flaws without growing from them. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you see that in spades. I know we keep going back to Iron Man, but we see this in spades with Iron Man. He's the gold. He's the golden boy. He's I mean, the we golden could do it boy. With Captain America, but you you have so much more to talk about in weird ways. He's, but he's I feel easier. like I feel like he actually tries to grow from his flaws. At least up until Winter Soldier. So he doesn't. So um, let's keep talking yeah. about Robert but, Downey Jr. But with, with Iron Man, he's all like, these flaws are what make me me. 
and I don't have to change that because everybody loves me, right? Mm-hmm. And there's there's such potential for growth, especially in Iron Man two, mm-hmm. because he's actively dying, he's having an existential crisis, he's dealing with a, a several different symptoms of PTSD. And there's such... He's literally at his lowest point. And you could only go up from there. But instead of actually having him become this deeply empathetic person, which I think he should have become... He doubles down. He doubles down and reaffirms the cockiness, reaffirms the narcissism, reaffirms all of his negative negative characteristics. And, and they're like, this is good writing. Whereas we have this $58 million budget film that the executives did not give a shit about, didn't even want to produce. And it's on par with Thor Ragnarok and uh, Black Panther. Which were all better written than your stupid brothers can do. I don't remember their names. The Russos. Go ahead. All right. On that note, mm. I think with, again, since we're using Iron Man, I would say the flaws that Iron Man shows mm-hmm. compared to Deadpool is Iron Man's flaws are not shown to the general public. And by that I mean is when you see Tony Stark in a general public ideal facility view thing um he acts like the perfect guy whereas deadpool no 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 keep going whereas deadpool or wade doesn't give a shit he's like okay you you and you see it before and after the whole mutation thing because you see it with the girl. He goes, I'm not a hero. I'm just doing my job. See ya. Mm-hmm. And he admits to his flaws. He admits and he accepts his flaws. And he doesn't show it from anybody. He mm-hmm. doesn't hide it from anybody. Anybody who can see him off the, off the street or in public knows his flaws. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Iron Man, only the people close to him truly know his flaws. You people in the media see certain flaws he still denies them but well the drinking yeah the partying but what i'm saying is that they see certain flaws it's one of those that he puts on a mask when he and you see it less in iron man 2 but you see it more in iron man 1 he puts on this mask of I'm in front of the camera, so I have to act a certain way. And I'm outside of the camera, so I don't give a shit. Whereas with Deadpool, I'm in front of the camera, I'm acting the same way. I'm outside of the camera, I'm acting the same way. And I'm accepting it. And I think you see it also in his interaction with the cab driver. Because, let's be honest, Tony Stark wouldn't have talked to... Fucking mm-hmm. cab driver. He Absolutely like, not. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're driving? Okay. He would have hey. tipped, though. He would have tipped. He would have he paid his bill. <laughs> yes. But you see what I mean? He's... Mm-hmm. The, the, the inter- the, it, they're more human interactions. They're more... They're not so much for 
publicity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would soft disagree because he play. He, you're right. He does play up certain character characteristics for the media. However, I think the line "I'm a genius billionaire playboy philanthropist" really brings home that he owns it. That he owns it. He plays up his flaws, acknowledges them, and doesn't care about them. And the only flaw he really doesn't show is his imposter syndrome for the camera. Because that boy, that boy has deep imposter syndrome. Um, whereas Wade, who all, they're very similar. They're almost like, I don't want to say foils, but parallels. Cut from the same block. Cut from the same block. The only difference between Wade and Tony is money. Because they both have an element of imposter syndrome. They both have an element of I'm not worthy. They're both narcissistic and they both get around. So they have this element of flamboyancy. And I would say that the only reason we have this facade, per se, from Tony is because he was raised that way. He was raised... But the, but the media has also seen him, like, flame out several times. Because after the death of his parents, he spirals, you know. For a while, he's spiraling as an adult. So I don't think... I think the media just rewards Tony for being... Oh, that's just that's just how men are. He's a he's a rich white man, so like of course they're going to reward his bad behavior. Whereas Wade is just a broke guy who has an apartment whose girlfriend is also a sex worker. Like I I guess, I forgot my point. But so building off of both of y'all's things, I think I would like to um pose something um it it feels at this point almost like if you looked at uh tony stark's arc and wade wilson's arc that they are they essentially have like a prince and the pauper kind of vibe yes yeah um i don't we don't know the state of wade's parents but the fact that he never mentions them is important um it seems like he lost them in some way shape or form or they don't um, they're not there yeah, yeah. Some, some, in some way shape or form they're not in his life mm-hmm. um, so he does it, he had some kind of grieving period for that um, instead of you know spiraling or whatever he went into the military mm-hmm. didn't go well but he went into the military um, and then instead of wallowing in his own fucking sadness and pulling a Bojack Horseman um, he got a gun <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is such a better fucking move. <laughs> I mean... But, like, in saying that, um, I we don't have a lot of Deadpool content just yet from the MCU, mm-hmm. but we do have this movie and the sequel, which we haven't seen yet. Um, I, However, knowing what I know of the character and of uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds' dedication to keeping him, like, true to form... Mm-hmm. He cannot follow the same path as Tony from, like, at all. So, like, uh, uh, this, 
this is this is the kind of the hang up that I get in kind of comparing the two because the way the way that uh, Tony's arc plays out is that yeah he had he had the first movie where he had all these flaws and the more Iron Man takes over his life it's not even that they address those things anymore it's like they just kind of took an eraser and went and that's no longer a character you know trait it's like it's like when someone is playing D and D and at the start of the campaign this this has happened to me the start of the campaign you have this whole like uh profile for your character to write out like written out like oh they're the they're mean and they're like unpleasant and but like if you if you get them like um if you get them when they're in a good mood they might like help you out and then, like by the end of the fucking campaign you have a sunshine ball mm-hmm. like it, it that's what it kind of feels like to me with tony it's like as the as the mcu progresses they start erasing character traits of him and writing more in they're like this one doesn't fit anymore we've made him so this can't fit so we're just gonna pretend that never existed and we're gonna write this one in versus the way that deadpool inherently works in the comics and in all forms of media he's been in he is always loco coco crazy Mm -hmm. he always likes chimichangas (laughs) he always has a taste for blood for those who have wronged him and he always is inappropriate (laughs) Yeah. yeah, like there, the the inherent way that Deadpool has to move forward is like inherently different from how Tony can. Right. Like, and I, I think that's I think that is something that I don't know I like as a viewer. Um, uh, Deadpool can only get more insane with his plots. Right. And can only like do stuff better. I guess you could say like it, it's it's. It's similarly formulaic, but also vastly um, expansive, mm-hmm. uh, especially with how good the first movie did. Yes. So yeah, as as someone who has seen the second film, and I won't go too much into it, um, but they very much keep the core tenets of Wade Wilson and Deadpool there because we established for the first film, he has a soft spot for the little guys. He yes. is ashamed of his past actions. He will royally fuck you up if you wrong him, and he loves his girl. And those core tenets remain true to the film, and they show it in spades in the second film, really. I, I would, I'm really excited to, see, to hear that, because I, this, now I'm just even more excited to see what happens in the second movie. It, it has very much a different vibe. Um, I mean, I would expect a different vibe, so that's fine. It... it it's a little less comedic mm. and takes itself a little bit more seriously. Mm. Uh, not in, like, the way you would expect, but whereas this was, like, happy-go-lucky manic energy, the the second's a little bit more depressive manic. Okay. Because events happen, and, it, and the way they set it up makes more sense. I'm not going to comment on this until I see it, but I am a little disappointed that we're moving away from Happy Manic. I, that's all I'm going to say. It it really fits Deadpool in my mind. So, I'm again, I I believe you, and I'm going to wait to actually speak on it until I've seen it. And it has been a few years since I've seen it, so okay. if, if, hey, if this vibe is wrong, no. I will eat my words that's in fine. the next episode. <laughs> like, like I, I, I am simply... I like my manic little taco boy. You like your loud blondes. <laughs> He's not a loud blonde. He's not blonde. He's Sandy Brown. He, he's literally a brunette. 
When he had hair. When he had hair. He had Ryan Reynolds' hair, Sam! Yes. But, I don't know. In the way, he looked very, like, sun-bleached when he was shooting it, so it was more of, like, a light brown than, like, a true brown. His suit's not even yellow! You can't typecast me here! Also, I'm not saying I stand him or that I, like, like him. I'm just saying he's fun. You he's like your loud ca- you like your loud characters. There you go. You yes. can type me with that. That's fair. He's loud. <laughs> but like also he makes me laugh. And honestly that's that has points. Yes, I, I that's love fair. I love that he's I love that you can't pick what to expect from him ever. Right. At least in the oh, yeah. I no. he He's literally that dude in D and D who's like I would like to fight the bear. <laughs> what? You said there was a bear over there in the woods. Yeah, but, yeah. like, he's vibing. He, he's with his druid companion. Why are you... know that guy. Why are you fighting him? You're I friends would like with him. to fight the bear. <laughs> exactly. I, I would like to be able to beat the bear in woods so I can be strong. <laughs> All right, roll for initiative. You're level 16. How are you not strong yet? I fight the fucking bear. <laughs> okay, roll initiative. You got a one? That sucks. The bear rolled a nat 20. You're fucked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they do a really good job because the... Well, like I said, I won't go... I won't talk about it too much longer, but... The the energy... The the fun manic energy comes from other sources than That's Deadpool. Alright. Alright, okay. so... Which, yes. one, which one would we like to start with? I think... Going off from his relationship with Vanessa, I think we should start where... His relationship with Vanessa goes wrong. So, fair. Sure. Francis. Let's... Oh my god, fucking Francis. Francis! I... I... I love how this dude's plan every fucking time. He, he... They... Every time he's on screen, they try to make him this badass villain that... The one that you would be afraid of at any moment if he came up to you. And every fucking time, one of the main protagonists fuck him up. Whether it be Wade going, you have salad in your teeth made you look. Or uh, Vanessa being like, I got words. I don't remember what she says, but she... Like, basically, shut the fuck up, dickless. I mean you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch. Like, he, he, literally, she, she's the, she has the exact same vibe. Every time he shows up, he's like, mm, I guess you're scared now, aren't you? Little trapped person. And they're like, bitch, you ain't got claws. <laughs> I've had lunch scarier than you. Yeah, yeah. Like, every single time. He's got this, like, smug smirk. Like, you can tell. He's like, this scare tactic has worked one time, two time, three time, twenty times. I know how to do it. This is executed well. I'm going to use my British accent to be absolutely terrifying. Yes, And no matter what, and no matter what, I can't, I'm trying to get out of the accent. Stop. Um, No matter what, it always falls apart. Like, I love it. Also, Francis is such a funnier name. It's such a funny name in general. But then, instead of Francis, he chose a name brand soap. Name brand? Like, uh, bitch. I, I'm sorry, I'm almost done. No. I love, I love, love, love how um, 
sinister. They try to make him at every single turn. And any time he gets his way is always bad for him. I, I love that. It's like, it's the, it's the antithesis of how you assume the bad guy's going to act in the movie. And it works so well. No, I got to agree with you. And I, I love several different scenes. Uh, definitely when you first meet him and he's like, okay, Ajax, you're a soap now. Okay, but I made you look. You, you have something ringing in your teeth. And then he starts trying to guess his name and you don't see him flinch. You see him keep this smug, I'm the bad guy face. And then when he's trying to scare someone else, when Cunningham, I think, was the other guy's name, he's trying to scare Cunningham, you hear how Deadpool still throws him off by going, Hey, Francis. What's up? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I have one thing to add. Okay. Um, I was trying to think of the word, and he is so easily manipulated. That's yes. the word I was trying to think of. He thinks he's a master manipulator, but it, he is actually the easiest person in cast to manipulate. It's period. true. Because... It's true, because you see it even in the very beginning, before you know who Francis is. Because he's in the motorcycle, he's like, okay, Francis, I got you. Because you first, in you're introduced to him as the scary guy. He's choking out this guy, going, we're doing this now. And then you have him literally playing into Deadpool's hands. He's like, okay, Francis, you pussy. Come on. And then you see how the manipulation started back when he was even treating him. Mm -hmm. And then you see it again when he can't even get a word in with Vanessa. Because Vanessa's like, okay, Dickless, like, hello? You're not scary. You just got a British accent. And so it's, it's really, I think that also makes part of the comedy mm -hmm. in the film. Because you're like, he thinks he's such a badass guy mm -hmm. and he literally is so easily manipulated by someone calling him francis like it's 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 a it's a dying turn it happens and he is immediately soured <laughs> yeah like it's it's one of those great moments because when he when they're in you know the torture camp essentially um one of his cellmates essentially is like on the verge of breaking and so Wade is doing his best to try and keep him grounded, trying to, like, get him through this so he'll survive. And he sees Ajax go and try to fuck him up some more. And he's like, no, he, we're, we were vibing? Excuse you? Francis? <laughs> Bitch? And it's, it's just so funny because we're used to the, like, oh, I had... I'm going to finish my thought and then go back to my the thought that I remembered. Um, we see him so easily, like you guys said, so easily manipulated from his, you know, name. And it's just, oh, it's so good. And we know he's an asshole because he's eating an apple. So... There's no listen, 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 listen. Don't look at me like that. For context, we both looked at her like that. <laughs> Don't look at me in that tone of voice. 
For context, we both looked at them like that. I'll fix it. Whenever there's there's this trope in media of if the director wants a character to be seen as an asshole, he'll be seen eating an apple on screen. We see this in with Jim Kirk in the Star Trek reboot. <laughs> One of his first scenes, he's eating an apple. Uh, and Ajax is also eating an apple in his introductory scene during the arms deal. It's, never, a thi- I, it's a thing. I've never. I, I maybe promise. I've never noticed I go- this. I googled it, and it actually is a thing. And I'm kind of mad about it. The most obvious origin for this trope is the Bible's original sin of Eve biting into the, an apple offered by the devil. Oh, that's, I didn't know that background, but it's from Screen Rant. I don't know. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I just have never noticed it. <gasps> Hold on. We're, we're going on this tangent because it's fucking worth it. I am... S- How did I not know this? Hold on. Um, okay. Here are some people eating apples. The first one referenced is Ajax, but I'm pretty sure this was written back when that movie was... Yeah, this, this was written a couple years ago. So um, it makes sense that they were referencing that first. Draco also eats an apple. Oh, my! In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. He... Um, anyone seen Friday Night? It's a vampire movie. It's okay. The bad guy eats one. Um, in Pirates of the Caribbean, Hector Barbosa eats an apple. Right, because he goes, I can't taste it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, some people blame it on the Bible. Other people blame it on the original Snow White and the Seven Dwarves uh-huh. um, uh, st- story where we just associate apples with evil. Um, yeah, it's it, very interesting. I had no fucking idea. Neither did I. All right, we can get off the apples now. That That's just, that's something I never knew. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't know that either. That, And now that you mentioned it, I'm like, there's so many so, apples. There's so what many apples. I'm wondering, is this like a, just, just a uh, Western thing? Is it, that's just something we do? I think, I think. I, that's so fucking weird. It's, you it, know what? Now I'm gonna have to go watch my, my. I wonder how many anime. No, no, no. how many Cause, animes? Because even my fucking Korean soap opera that I gotta show you guys, the the main, uh, the the guy who first is introduced as maybe the bad guy is eating an apple. How about eating broccoli? In Death Note, Ryuk eats apples. The god of death that literally is the catalyst for the entire series. Shit. He literally he literally them. loves apples. And they're red, usually. Does that make him the hero? It makes him neutral, I think. Yeah, because yeah, I think... Well, death is always neutral. Yeah. Every embodiment of death. <gasps> In Soul Eater, Medusa the Snake Witch is also associated with apples, and she's the main ga- mag- bad guy for the first portion of the series. Oh, shit. Okay, we can I move have, on now. I'm over it. I have unlocked something. <laughs> Jay's gone down a rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, it was just a nice little nugget that I saw for Ajax. In Hasbin Hotel, apples are heavily associated with Charlie's father, Lucifer, which would be the actual devil. Oh, well, that would track if we're going with the biblical explanation. Yeah. I'm going to stop looking. Um, we'll continue this after. Yeah, that's all. Anyway, aside from Ajax, who else we got? Um, I, huh? 
I personally, as far as background characters, I think they did a great job casting and also writing the taxi driver and his roommate. Yeah, like, okay, may, may I build off of this for a moment? For sure. I love how they took, okay, the, the Indian... Um, the Indian, like, taxi driver is a trope that, uh, like, especially Western feature things use a lot. Mm -hmm. I love that they, one, kind of dove a little bit into how, like, uh, uh, Indian culture kind of functions. Yes. Um, and as in saying Indian, I actually mean the country India. That's why I'm saying that. Um. Yes. I'm I'm making sure. Um, they, they actually do, like, having, like, the way that he's, he words things is very, um. Not right now. (laughs) It's very traditional. It's the way that you would expect. And um, his accent is, is not offensive. It's, it is, it's present. It's but... very clear. His English is very clear. It's very concise, but he does have a bit of an accent. Um, I love him. He's so, he's so well written as a background character. Yes. He has, like, character growth as a background character. <laughs> growth. Quote development. Unquote. He has development. I would give him <laughs> he, development. He okay, because, like... Okay, can I point something out real quick? Yes. I'll be fast. He got into an accident with his kidnapped cousin in the back of the seat. Mm-hmm. A bag loaded with guns in the passenger oh. seat. And <gasps> the the accident crushed the cousin. He was screaming. <laughs> that boy's going to jail. <laughs> A thousand years dungeon. So... Fun little tidbit that I noticed: the garbage truck he runs into. Mm-hmm. It's the same one that Deadpool falls into when he jumps off the bridge. <laughs> Salsa water and lemon. So yes, I just love the fact that he he literally you meet this taxi driver and he's like yeah you know i'm I'm just depressed depressed about my love life i don't have a you know my cousin stole the woman i love and he never really says love he says that she would have made a great wife an agreeable wife. agreeable yes which also plays a little bit into indian culture because yeah um, unlike for us, where it's very uncommon for us to have arranged marriages, they, it they is it's still, still do. It's still common for mm-hmm. that to happen in India, especially right. in lower class. Mm-hmm. And like, there is My, a little bit of wiggle room of like, you can choose between this guy or this mm-hmm. guy, or you know. My friend was dating someone once who was Indian, and um, he had to break up with her because his parents had chosen someone for him, and it wasn't her. <laughs> so and he was trying to fight them against it, but like also their relationship wasn't going great. Great. <laughs> um, but no, I, actually, this is one of the films, I, a film that I have on our list for us to to watch, mm-hmm. which is called Pri- uh, *Bride and Prejudice*, which is a Bollywood mix. retelling. It, no, it's oh. a Bollywood mix of Western and. Uh, Indian mm-hmm. sort of film. Okay. And if you've ever seen a Bollywood movie, you know that there's a lot of dance and singing, but there's mm-hmm. also a deep depth tell that they're being yeah, told. Yeah, yeah. And so this particular film does focus on a girl who 
is trying to move away from her family standards of you need to get married to a good Indian boy and it in there's a part in the film where you see the her mother mm-hmm. uh, online dating searching for a husband for her kid her daughters and the they're like oh this one's good and they're like mom are you serious she goes well we can't marry you until we marry off the eldest so it it's a very interesting way to see their the culture mm-hmm. but it it also show in that same film it shows you that the parents do give the daughters a choice when it comes to picking a husband but it's they do ver- have standards it's very much a there's a part where they're like the men choose the women it's a whole song it's actually pretty it's a very good song Does i like it that slap? Song. it's a slap um but they're at a wedding mm-hmm. and it's the women seeing the men for the first time and it's sort of men picking women to potential be wives yeah, to court. and it's this their first time seeing each other some of them obviously not but some of them it's their first time seeing each other so going into this point where he's talking about the girl that he sees to be a good wife for him mm-hmm. is being won over by his cousin is very common in their culture mm-hmm. yes people tradition is there and yes as the country modernizes that's obviously maybe changing yeah but as of right now that is still part of the culture well in our in our um part of the world it is considered very taboo um yeah that's fair but i like the fact that even though he's going okay my cousin's stealing my girl deadpool still goes fight for her man you get your cousin out the way (laughs) and fight for her get her back get get your cousin out the way and give her put him on her doorstep and he literally takes that to heart to literal word for word he's like all right yeah i will do that I feel like this is the the reaction that he has to that and his reaction to him having him tied up in the back of the car at the end of the movie is really telling on how Wade's mental state was never peak performance. No. no. Like it was it was never on point. We were Absolutely we not. were not headed for the Golden Gates initially. So no. I really like that that subtly kind of this dude that he barely knows kidnaps a guy and he's like kill him no I'm I'm telling you in real words right now to kill him and gut him like a fish and the whole time it's not something a sane person would say and Colossus is in the back like ah, bitch I'm right here I, I, I love how that whole oh, scene is played so out dumb. though because he's like, no, don't do that. That's horrible. You go do it. it. And then he goes, do it. Do and it. And then he's like, he goes back and starts like saying, oh, you know, win her the old fashioned way. No, kill him and throw, cut him as a fish. And then he's like, no, you know, you're such a smart guy. Do it. And you're like, we can still hear you. Your, your friends are in the back seat. Friends is a heavy word. Um, your coworkers are in the backseat. <laughs> coworkers are a heavy word. 
accomplices. Accomplices. And I, I also loved in that whole scene also that he already has the Deadpool sign as his ring, his screen for Deadpool, and he's only met the guys like <laughs> twice. He's like, I will cherish this little mad white man forever. So. On the subject of Colossus, can, if we can back up a step or two. Oh, for sure. Um, I feel, okay, this is, like, me kind of, like, projecting onto, like, science onto the world of fiction again. Mm. Um, we know. I'm sorry. We've been here. Yeah. <laughs> I live here. I'm, I'm, damn, you live like this? Sorry. Yes. That's fine. Um, also, that keeps happening. Sorry. Um, I feel like metal... Because he's made of, like, titanium, right? I think something like that. Let me, let me just Google I feel like that might not be conducive to good hearing. I don't know. It depends, because, I mean, hearing comes down to your, um, your... Nerve endings. No, no, your bones vibrating. Oh, there's two types of hearing. So, it's the... Well, yes. It's that and the nerves. The nerves. And my... Th what I'm saying is, it could be conducive, because it the vibrations could echo more through the metal. Right, but if it's a bone that has to vibrate, titanium doesn't vibrate. Unless under extreme force. Also, I would like to I would like to add on to this potential theory with he does talk in a weirdly loud voice. Okay, fair. Not not necessarily that he's like constantly projecting, but his volume is always set a couple notches higher, almost like he has to talk louder to hear himself. Okay, so Colossus is made out of a metal resembling osmium and carbon steel. It can be cut by vibranium and adamantium. So basically fake stuff. So, so yes. it's it's super hard, but it's not the hardest metal. Mm -hmm. No. My my point is some metals do vibrate, but unless they were specifically made for that, they're not really good at it. They're not good conductors for sound. Yes. yes. And, but like I, I feel like the nerve endings are a really good point cuz th that's probably how he mostly hears. Yes. So Deadpool whispering probably wasn't registering to him. And <gasps> Negasonic Teenage Warhead was probably sitting there like Bitch. Dad, are you not going to do anything about this? Yes. Because, like, you're the shock caller here. I'm not going to say anything if you're not going to say anything, but I feel like we should probably say something. Yeah, there's even a shot where she, like, side-eyes Colossus, like, Hello? Listen, this, this you're is in, really happening. You're in charge here. I'm a teenager. <laughs> I don't really have any autonomy in this situation. But, like, that's super sus. I mean, the whole thing is super sus. The she has, <laughs> she has a start to finish. She has a body count. Okay, but like, before we talk about her body count, the way that Deadpool is like, what's it gonna be? Witty, a snarky comment or like sullen silence or something like that. And she goes, you've got me into a box here. I love that she played along with it as a character. Yes. I love that she was like, I mean, yeah, that is my whole personality. What the fuck do you want me to do? What do you yes. want from me? I have black lipstick on and a shaved head. But no, like, she, she, you're right. She totally does have a body count. She has killed, did we count, like, at least four? We said at, at minimum four. Minimum four. Probably yeah. closer to eight. Yeah. She and she's 16! There's, like, one, there's what the first, the first dude she kills on screen. She does her little boom thing. And pushes a car in, into these dudes against a wall. And you just hear this one dude go, blah! And it's cut off. 
midway through the blah in a way that I can't mimic. And, like, it just stops after this, like, crunch. He's dead. Like, dead, dead. And, like, I love that they allow her to have a body count. Because a lot of the times they're like, no, 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 a small child, especially small female. Your baby. She goes, I'm literally filled with nuclear radiation. What do you want from me? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> she goes, I'm I'm basically American Bakugo. If you thought I was going to be chill, you're wrong. <laughs> you you have She's this American Bakugo. But I, I like that she has this this like nonchalance and still has the potential to show that she has strength and power mm-hmm. and can handle her own shit. Mm-hmm. Especially that's shown in spades when they like Colossus runs up to Angel, and he's all like, as an individual raised with traditional values, I would rather not hit a woman. Angel punts him across the battlefield, and Deadpool goes, that's why I brought her? Gesturing to uh, teenage Negasonic Warhead. And she finishes a tweet, and goes, I bet. Yeet! One more quick point on Colossus, because I mentioned this when we were all talking, but I didn't mention it on the podcast. Yes. I have this thing against characters who are super um, chivalrous mm-hmm. in their actions. Hyper chivalrous. And it's mainly because of Sanji from One Piece, because he's a piece of shit. I like him in fandom. I hate him in the, re- in the real series. Um, because he literally is getting his ass beat one day by a girl, and he's like, I will never hit a girl because you're too sexy. I would never do it to a girl. I can't hit you. I can't punch. I can't, I can't kick you. I can't do it. And this dude is like, hey, I would really rather not hit you. And I personally, I'm chalking it up to the fact that in the X-Men universe, girls typically don't have combat-ready abilities. They typically have um, things that allow them to fight from the sidelines, things that support others, or things that are effective subtly. Mm-hmm. That one is specifically like Rogue. Well, um, oh, can I my thought? Oh, no, 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 I was just gonna add on, and we see Deadpool literally shatter his wrists and feet. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, so he's proven to be hard, but get it. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm losing it. Um, so the, the, the fact that he has like a bit of apprehension, that, what I just said, coupled with traditional shit, he's like, oh, I don't want to find the girl. But the second that girl is like, I can take you and I can probably win. He goes, oh, business shoes. Let's go. <laughs> Get me a tie. I gotta go to work. <laughs> and they duke it out for the rest of the scene. They do. Yes. Like, he he, he holds no punches. And nope. he's still kind of <laughs> I have a feeling that he's used to being able to literally throw his weight around. Like, he's never been punched like that before. Yes. So the second she dukes him, he's like, I might have an issue. I might That's actually... never happened before. Yeah, I might actually have to, like, try. But you actually still see his chivalry when her boob comes out of his shirt and he goes, wait, wait. Sorry. Oh. And I love, he's I like, love wait, 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 let me... Uh, You're a beautiful like, woman, but oh. I'm, I'm not going to punch you while you were... I'm not going to fight you while you're... While you're not properly clothed. I love that she goes, oh, that's so nice, and then dick punches him. Yeah. Like, she completely uses the patriarchy to her advantage to get a a one-up over him. I shouldn't be rooting for the villain, but that was the best use of, like, girls get it done. Yeah, you can't fight when titty out. (laughs) She can. She was like, oh, that's that's considerate. Tucks back in. (gasps) Ba-boom. Yes. (laughs) 
No. But I, I, I really like the background characters in this film. Everyone is so well-rounded. And then the neighbor, or the roommate, who, like, he ends up meeting her because she's like, oh, um, lemon and, um... Vinegar. Vinegar. Vinegar or salt? Seltzer water. Oh, seltzer water. You're right. Lemon and salsa water to remove blood. And you're going, oh, okay. And then you realize she's blind, and the only way she recognized that was smell. Yeah. Smell, and he took that and went... I, you cool, let's move in together. I really wish we had gotten to see how he convinced her to do that, because in my head, it was less of a, all right, let's move in together, and more of a, hey, old lady, tell me more about your stuff. Gosh, it's getting late. Do you mind if I crash in your spare room? Hey, do you want groceries? Do you want, do you want to just vibe? Yes. I, I live here now. I don't know if I told you that last night, but you let me in. You gave me a crumb, and now I live here. You show me human affection, something I'm not used to. I'm your problem now. Yeah, basically. And, and that I like that because they're, she doesn't give two shits that he's there. She's like, okay, well, I'm buying an Ikea thing. Do you want, What do you think? Well, should but, we go with this one or this one? Wait, wait, and, wait. Also, the fact that they can call them by their actual names, I could never. They're like, no, 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 get, get this, one spe- this one by name. No, 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 this one by name. This one by name sucks. And I, I, the I fact that he has his blind elderly roommate assembling IKEA furniture will never not be funny. <laughs> the fact that she actively tries is honestly the the best part of it. Because like she's that, successful to a degree too. Yeah, to uh, a degree. degree. It stood up <laughs> for how long? Until Wade got home. No, she finished it as Wade got home, sat down, and it fell apart. So its lifespan was five seconds. She yep. still finished it. Like, didn't have a back. No. Eh. I love her. That, that's my, like, she, she provides a level of visual comedy alongside of just being her own person. Like, the, really, the only thing they gave her was that she used to be addicted to cocaine, and now she can't get it because she can't see, which, um wrong but like still no and i i think it also it gives this this level of um a, another death for deadpool because then she's like dude you you know she's gonna <clears throat> love you whether who you are yes and he's like no you can't see my face you can't see what i look like and she's like love's blind bitch yeah your shit together and then, like, she, then he has the audacity to touch her cheek with that gross ass <laughs> baby hand and she's like it's smaller why, than normal. Why is your hand so small? Am I crazy or is your hand very small? <laughs> and we, and then he has the audacity to go, get out, because I'm about to do something. The but, amount of dick jokes in this fucking movie. I never thought that I would laugh as hard at dick jokes as an adult. As an adult. I need to preface with that. As an adult, I thought I'd be grown out of this shit by now. No. But no, every time, even when I was like, I'm not going to let it get to me this time, I would still go, <laughs> <laughs> Well, and like, the level of physical affection they have with each other is yes. very interesting for a non-romantic platonic relationship. I mean, it seemed like they were the only people they had. Yeah, well, yes, felt- but like, I don't know. He I- felt like it was... A motherly... Yeah, she, she, you, you see Wade rest his shoulder on... Or rest his head on her shoulder. The fact that he... 
the the touching of the face wasn't the weird thing about that moment. It was the baby hand, which makes which implies that he gently caresses her face on a regular basis. Yes. Sam, I have one important question for you. Okay. You with your future vision, I need to know. Oh, okay. Does she move in with Deadpool and Vanessa? Because that would be the funniest shit on the fucking planet. Oh. Right. You didn't even think about it, right? You're just gonna have to wait and find out. Fuck you, tell me now. (laughs) No. Thank you, bye. And if you lied to me, I will kill you. No, I don't. I haven't lied to you. That was the most clunky <laughs> lie I've ever heard. I wonder if she she doesn't remember. I'm gonna Google it. Don't. No, I'm there's a major spoiler there. I don't care. I'm literally Googling it. Tell me or I Google it. So, they don't. She doesn't move in because they Vanessa and Wade move in together. Okay. That's and it. then something happens. That's fine. And then, and then I can cut that. I can cut this out. That's all. I just wanted to know if the blind lady moved in with them because it would be a very funny. Hey, my friend is coming with me too. Is that okay? Hey, Vanessa, I made friends with this with this lady. Cocaine addict. With this cocaine addict, ex cocaine addict. You would do it if you could. No, right? he told her. He told her there's cocaine hidden in this house. Now yeah, you have to find. He, it. he fucking lied. He said there's a cocaine, there's cocaine, there's, there's some an amount ungodly of amount of cocaine hidden somewhere in this house right next to the cure for blindness. Oh, right. But do you know what happened right after that? Wade left the building and the guy from the bar was like, do you want a party? He has so many rights. He's such a cool character. Like, he's me if I was in that situation. <laughs> he, yes, he is the plucky side character that all he's sardonic the- humorists... He's People. the barkeep. He's the barkeep that's awkwardly close with the party. Yes. He is the NPC that if anything happened to you, all adventuring parties would be like, put... It, it literally happened. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he, he gets roughed up a little bit at the bar, and every everyone in the bar... Every adventuring party within a 30-mile radius... <laughs> when you put our bar day. down! You put our barkeep down! Also, when the guy... Uh, who was gonna send him to Ajax's lab pops up. Um, he goes, hey, this guy's looking for you. I feel like it would further the plot if you go talk to him. I, yes. Yeah, the meta in this film is chef's kiss. Meta is, meta has to be done right, but when it's done right, mwah. Chef's kiss. And I do <laughs> like the fact that he even helped him get his name and is like, well... Captain Deadpool. Deadpool. No, no, like, that's no, stupid. No. no. No, just just, just Deadpool. Deadpool. Just, just, just Deadpool. Okay. <laughs> Clink. <laughs> and I find it to great you, because Deadpool. at that at that moment he realizes that because obviously the whole reason his name is Deadpool is because the Deadpool that they have mm-hmm. who's gonna die first in the bar, and Wade. Nobody has any money on Wade except for him. He's like, you're a terrible best friend. How dare you? The caucasity of it all. Okay, but like, that's not a bad bet to make. You bet on the one person that doesn't have a bet because then all of the money that wasn't against him goes to you. Yes. It's actually like a really smart bet unless that person happens to suddenly become immortal. Yep. It's a pretty safe fucking bet, at least to a degree. And he was gonna win because he died. He almost died. Yeah. He almost died of cancer. Yep. He was not wrong. He was, not, he was wrong. not wrong. That would be really funny if he got, like, passive future seeing powers. Just, like, 
but every future he saw was just like incorrect somehow. Okay, Pad Paraja. I don't know who that is. Pad Paraja from Steven Universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 close enough. Yeah. No, I I just think or it that's was so Raven. <laughs> okay, Raven. That was uh really good in the idea that he's like okay well since I can't win now let me go ahead and try to help you and I agree I like how the entire bar is like you're touching our dude that's our dude that's our plucky side character fuck off and they're all defending him and I think in a way you really don't see it but the entire bar is depressed when Wade gets his um, cancer diagnosis. Like, it's not just his friends. or his. There's a lot less chatter every time we go in there. Yeah. And then when Wade becomes Deadpool, that chatter comes back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like he's the life of that bar. Mm -hmm. I also, there's this one line that he says as Wade initiates a bar fight. I'm like, no, that's a new stool, which is such a... He says it with, like, such a monotone. That's a new stool. Oh, god damn it. It's like he knows. It's like, damn it, Wade, you did it again. Like, it's the most fucked up found family ever, but it's still found family without having any real development to that, to those background characters. There Literally, there's literally no development other than Wade started a bar fight, they're quiet when he's gone, and they defend the barkeep. But it still has this found family vibe yes it's it's a thieves guild it really it is. it is it's a thieves guild and again this is what happens when fucking uh overpaid people keep their hands out of good material yes we get a thieves guild <laughs> you get a thieves guild it was really i mean i it's enjoyed more like, it it's more like an assassin's guild but fine yeah, yeah it's well, a rogue's steal. guild yeah there you go it's not a, it's not a thieves guild they don't steal they murder. Yeah, <laughs> it's a murder party. And I really, I, I think that we're gonna. In fact, we're, we're gonna, gonna frame, frame you for murder. murder. Yes. <laughs> uh, but I really like that you see that. I mean, literally, especially when, um, when the bar fight happens, it, it especially who the person he starts the bar fight with, the two characters that he starts that bar fight with. You see them also throughout the film, and particularly um, the guy who gets knocked down. Mm -hmm. He's like, damn it, you didn't die. And when he finds out that Wade is in the position he is, you can see even though that Wade sort of wronged him by causing him to almost die, he's still sad about it. He's like, fuck you, Wade. Yeah, like, to them it feels like death is this thing that is inevitable. So... They celebrate life, almost. Or maybe not even celebrate life, but, like, it's like, since death is inevitable and could literally happen at any moment to them, what's the difference of pressing the fast-forward button three seconds? Yeah. Yeah. It's only, like, I feel like they only react the way they do after the cancer diagnosis because the the choice of when and how was taken away from him. Yes. It's not happening on the job, so it's a different, it's a different kind of death. Yeah. That I don't think any of them had really considered. Yeah. For sure. Um, one other thing that I want to bring up before we're done for the night, um, is how, um, Vanessa and Wade get back together at the end. That's because 
It's such a good moment. It's such a good moment. Like, the way that we see them communicate throughout the entire movie builds up to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see it. it is not the typical communication style that you would expect outside of this movie. Mm-hmm. It's not this, like, why would you do this to me? You don't understand my position. Like, they communicate in their own style again. And when they finally, like, embrace, it, it doesn't have this feeling of you are forgiven. It's, it's more of a feeling of we're going to work through this. Yes. yes, very much so. I feel like that is a really rare vibe to get. Yeah, because you have this whole vibe of he goes, before he shows her her face and everything, he's like, you know, I have this... I live in a crack addict's house. Mm-hmm. He, he does he does the thing again. Yeah, he yeah, starts he starts trying to share the. He's trying to outbeat her drama, and then she goes, "You have a house." Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's the whole. Okay, and okay. she says it almost tearing up. Yeah, like oh. because she's understanding the communication at that moment, mm-hmm. right? Because like even before that, we have these moments of Wade, you asshole, like fuck you, you punk ass little bitch. Yeah, and it, it's completely valid. Yeah. And he's like, I deserve that. Mm-hmm. I deserve she, that. She decks him a couple yes. of times. And he he admittedly goes, yeah, I wronged you. So I sort of, yeah, go for it. And I also like when he, she takes the mask off. And instead of, uh, instead of seeing his face, he has freaking Hugh Jackman's face. Literally stapled <laughs> on his face. Face. And they didn't get the they didn't get the staple off his chin entirely, and I feel like that was not on purpose. I feel like that was literally their budget being like, "You're gonna have to take the staple out if you want it out." At this point, like, yeah. we're gonna have to keep this shot as it is. It's in there. And one one moment I really liked in that is he's like, "Listen, I don't look the same," which is. A valid thing for someone who has experienced such a severe trauma as Wade has. And he's trying to brace Vanessa for his deformity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, he has the the joke with Hugh Jackman's face. But then he's like, like, really, this is different. It's not what you expect. It's not Mm -hmm. what you expect. And you couldn't expect what you think you would expect. And she takes off the the mask, and she's like, you're right. It is bad. 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 But I love you, Mm -hmm. and we can figure out how to get through this together. Mm -hmm. Um, May I real quick? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, Something else that I really liked about that scene, um, he doesn't just say, like, my face is different. He says, I'm different under this mask. And this is post him getting stabbed in the brain. And I think um, he, even in that moment, is aware that something in his brain that worked a minute ago is on the loop. And I feel like that's his way of being like, I don't know what's going on, but when I say things are different under the mask, I mean it. Oh, girl, we gonna find out together. That's all I'm gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I... I gotta admit, on that whole scene, I like that she even says, we'll work through everything, mm-hmm. and we'll, f- ch- your changes and everything, we will figure it After out. After a brief adjustment period. Yes. <laughs> also, he did the little thing, he was like, in, in the next life, in my next life, I will find you and I'll play Careless Whisper outside your window. And he fucking did it! Yes! This is basically his second life. He gets a second win from the cancer, and he did it. 
I know. Yeah, on a cracked screen. And he goes, wham. <laughs> Yeah. I just love, I love that. Their communication style throughout the entire movie is so consistent. Yes. And, again, you don't need a, a huge budget to write this kind of shit. The, what they've done on such a small budget is so impressive. It's amazing. Yes. From start to finish. I'm so mad. Give them more money. But, like, keep your hands out of it. Yes. Yeah, give them enough money that they can make the movie they want to make, but... Back the fuck off. But ba- stay over there. Get a crucifix. Stay in your box that you started in, because just because it's making you money now doesn't mean you get to put your grimy little shit-ass hands in it. Fuck off, Disney. You weren't funny before, and you're not funny now. Yep. Just let Ryan Reynolds make his movies. Just let Ryan Reynolds do fucking everything. You don't need to do any work. He's doing it for you. He's literally writing it for you at this point. Those ads were so good. They were so good. Yes. They were so good. Um, uh, and then... You had a little thing about the after scenes that you wanted okay. to mention. So this is something that's not necessarily confirmed yet, but I have seen more talk of it on the internet in recent. Mm-hmm. Um, it is rumored that um, after, since uh, Stanley has now passed, uh, Deadpool will actually be taking over to some degree, either as Ryan Reynolds or as Deadpool, we're not sure yet. Um, he will be taking over some of the... Um, cameos? cameos? The cameos in, uh, in place of Stanley. And I think that's a really cool idea. I, I really like that idea. It Stanley it, really, really set a precedent in doing those mm-hmm. because it kind of it gave you this, it, just like how Myra does the little tidbits at the beginning of at the beginning of every episode. It kind of gave everyone who was watching their own personal tidbit and looking for him on their first watch. Yes, through. yes, because in every movie you're going, okay, where is he? Yeah, where is he? It's like your own personal where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Yeah, and. That is something that I don't think any any Marvel movie would be the same without. No. Oh, and no. Stanley has passed, and that is very sad, but I like the legacy he left behind, and I feel like with his background, Deadpool is a really good character to fill those shoes. Yeah. I hope I hope they're either like really fucking obvious of like comedically out of place or just him buying a magazine in the background. Absolutely or- dead subtle. Or he could be the thing that gets you bumped up to PG-13. Just have him pop up, run onto a battlefield, scream, fuck, (laughs) look straight at the camera and go, that was for you. That was for you, Motion Pictures Association of America. That was for you. Get that PG-13 and just walk off. Get it? Like, he gets off, he goes, taxi, and he he leaves. That's it. It's the whole scene. (laughs) Uh, what I would like to see as far as that goes is him doing cameos. I would actually really like, you know how he does his random poses? Just randomly in the background going, what's up? Part of me, like, on the background on a TV screen, just be doing something fucking weird. Yes! Part of me really hopes he cameos in fucking Spider-Man. But part, You're opening a box. I know I'm opening a box, and... Maybe this will be our segue into the fandom, but like, how old is Peter Parker in the uh, series? Wait, no, there. Oh, that's right. There's a yeah. Whole you're ass. opening a box. I don't think you have. I don't no, think you checked it for I, shipping. I have not. I you you are in fact correct. Mm-hmm. I I mean Tom Holland is an adult, but like yeah, but right. Peter the, Peter's like yeah. The character seventeen is the issue. in canon. 
This is why I'm saying if he does do a cameo and uh, you could have a you could have Spider-Man. a younger Deadpool like someone else do the cameo for him. Young it just Ryan has Reynolds. to be Deadpool. It just has to be Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. What I'm saying is that, like if we have him cameo in Spider Man, I would think if that were the case, it'd be one of those where he's in the background just going, "What's up?" Okay. So. Let's jump into the fandom, because I have something to add to this that is intrinsically tied to the fandom. Okay. 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 Fandom. Ready? Okay, so, fandom. Unfortunately, with this movie, I have to dive into every single Deadpool franchise for this. Yeah. Um, because it's it's a staple name. He's been a, he's been a thing in the comics for actual decades. decades. Yeah. He's had cam- multiple cameos and multiple Marvel-like things. Both Marvel. in comic and TV show and movie. No, I mean Marvel, DC. Yeah, he's, every comic. He's, he's yeah, he's everywhere. I, yeah, he's everywhere. So unfortunately, I have to lump a lot of fandoms together with this, um, just because of that. Uh, but on the surface, I will mention he, uh, the Deadpool character outside of the film, like cosplayers, have really gotten a bad rap. There are some good ones, but a lot of a lot of people who dress up as Deadpool have been categorized as like just the annoying person you know the one who like wants a reason to be chaotic and that reason is because they're dressed up as deadpool and right. not like the fun chaotic but like, the asshole chaotic like the asshole yeah. you're putting people at risk kind of chaotic you've um, crossed too many lines and now you are crossing boundaries yeah i gotta admit that the amount of deadpools at the last dragon con that was actually like mm-hmm. live was actually pretty cool because they had deadpool of everything yeah they had a deadpool pope and i was like yeah, that's something that I love of the fandom. Like, okay, yes, I I just said my thing, but in the same vein, Deadpool cosplayers are so creative in their ways of Deadpooling. Yeah. Like, you can find a Deadpool for every occasion. Yes. <laughs> yes. Christmas Deadpool, Halloween Deadpool, like church Deadpool, church Deadpool, Jesus Deadpool. There's so there's literally so many and that's that's something that's something that I love from all fandoms the the sheer creativity mm-hmm. yes. and the popular the popularity of the movie just kind of made that something that was like a given mm-hmm. because he was already known for jumping around uh, I saw an Ash once an Ash Deadpool an Ooh. Ash Deadpool oh. like he had he had a Pikachu and everything and this was before the um, the Detective Pikachu movie this was, this was years ago that's super cool um, anyway. Uh, so aside from that, uh, delving into the actual fandom, I didn't look up the stats on AO3 because I've, I've been there. Um, there's a lot of fix about this dude. Lots. There's a lot of art about this dude. It varies, and I cannot give you a positive or negative score because I would have to go so extreme in each direction. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter anymore. They negate each other. Yeah. We land in this very vague negative space of it really just depends on how you type your search and in what search engine and what platform. Yes. Um, Whatever you're looking for. It's there. You can find it. What's that rule? Rule 43? 30, 34. 34? I, rule I always 34? forget. Rule 34 is made for Deadpool. If you didn't know, rule 34 is if it exists, there's porn of it. Now imagine the dude who is in every single fandom on the planet by default thanks to the fourth wall breaks and that statement i just said proceed with caution i cannot protect you from everything in this fandom however delving a little off that topic um i 
I don't want anyone who's new to this fandom to jump in without knowing that. It's the only reason I always bring that up, because if you're not looking for not safe for work content, knowing how popular it is in the fandom you're about to jump into is something that I like to know. Like, yes. If, yes. I'm not saying it's always bad or always good, but, like, sometimes you're like, I just want this show to stay wholesome. Or I, I'm just here for this one thing, and, mm. like, the sexy times are not about it. So, anyway. Um... The fandom as a whole typically ships Deadpool with Spider-Man, and that's because of a lot of connotations with the original comics. There's a, a few, actually a good number of issues with Spider-Man and Deadpool in a crossover where Deadpool is very flirtatious towards Spider-Man. Yes. And in some instances, he's kind of like a little weirded out by it, and in other instances, he plays into it. And then sometimes he plays into it a little too much, and he's like, whoa, 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 let's back up a second. And, and Wade's like, no, 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 you already said it. It's too late. <laughs> um, so the, the fandom kind of takes that as, like, you, you said it, not me, and ships them, which is why I was saying um, it would be kind of risky to have him in any of the Peter Parker ones in anything other than, like, a background shot or something because the fans intrinsically ship Peter Parker as he is in the comics as an adult, with Deadpool, you're inviting a specific clientele. So what I'm thinking, because they have openly stated that Toby Maguire, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, and Andrew Garfield are both going to be cameoing in the next... That's That actually would be a really good reason why. <laughs> in the next one. And okay. So the, the only reason I brought that up is because if they're already doing some weird crossover bullshittery... He's, he's the perfect fit again. He's the and perfect yeah. fit again. Also, and that gets rid of my initial fear of the fandom doing the bad things. And he has two adult persons done to interact with. But I think if they're going to do it like they do with Stan Lee, if we're going with Deadpool or uh, Ryan Reynolds cameoing like Stan Lee did, it's mm -hmm. always been like a... Like, you have these damn kids or... Damn Captain America, or... Yes, yes. Or, yeah, who is that? Sort of, it. it's quick, it's one-liners, it's... It, you're in and out. Yes. And if they're, that's what they're gonna do with Deadpool, you're not gonna have him really interact with the main cast. Mm -hmm. He's really in the background, sometimes not even there, he's just passing by. Hey, Myra. Do you know what was a really popular uh, ship? when I was still in high school on the internet? No. A character from Naruto and a character from Italia. Would you like to know why? Crack ships. They had the same voice actor. If you give them any fodder, they'll ship it. That, that's the only reason I was concerned, because if you give them anything, I mean, they they've it. already, it's already been shipped. No. I'm worried about the age difference. Okay, yes. I'm worried I agree. about consent. Because <laughs> Wade is a whole-ass adult like no. he is in his thirties ish, forties, and that that's that is the only reason I was pointing it out. Anyway, uh, aside from, um, I don't really remember where where bleh. cameos and Peter Parker. Yeah, so um, Sam brought up a good point. Um, so long as the uh, next uh, uh, Spider-Man installment in the MCU is going to have like the Into the Spider-Verse kind of vibe. This might not be something to super worry about, but I don't want I don't want the bads spreading more. So yeah. I've got my fucking eye on you. I know you're there. 
I yeah. don't like you. Unfortunately. I think none of us like them. Yes, well. All right. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Deadpool's one of those characters that tends to attract the worst corners of any fandom. Yeah. yeah. He Again, he is Chaos Incarnate, which can be very fun and cool and toxic. Yes. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, the fandom is a really mixed bag as far as Deadpool comes, just because you're not getting just the Deadpool movies fandom. You're getting every fandom he's ever touched and then some because people already write crossovers. Oh, right. Like, yes. you're, you're getting you're getting such a huge bag. I, It's it's virtually it's impossible to... to, like, sort through. So, um, on that note, I'm going to... Personally, I would give the fandom maybe, like, a C. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not so toxic that it's, like, you know, a huge issue, but, like, those corners exist, and they do drag the fandom down. Yeah. I... There are good corners, and if you... It's easy to stay in the good corners, but, like any fandom, those negative corners that you try Mm -hmm. to avoid do sneak up on you. Yeah, and because of the size of Deadpool, the Deadpool franchise in general, that all is magnified by a lot. Mm -hmm. So, their negative side is the size of some fully grown fandoms. Yeah. Just because of how big it is. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's all I have on fandom. Um... Mixed bag, proceed with caution in most directions just because of how big the fandom is and how varying the content is. Just be really careful. There's some cool art out there. There's some really cool art. Just, if someone says they stand Deadpool, maybe treat them like people who stand Rick Sanchez. Mm -hmm. Back away slowly and watch them to see what they do. (laughs) Yes. Like, there was this one piece that I saw forever ago of um, Deadpool and spider-man had to team up for whatever and it you know deadpool was acting in standard deadpool fashion but the body types that they had of like how they were drawn deadpool was built like a man who can swing swords so he has big shoulders really large bulky muscles and spider-man was like this slender little you know gymnast type cannon yeah and i just really liked that it was Mm -hmm. like i don't know I follow um, a blog on uh, Tumblr, actually, still to this day, that's uh, literally just Spider-Man and Wade married, living out their married life, and they're just like... I've seen that. It's so cute! It's real wholesome. Especially when you see um, Wade as a... wearing a little apron. <laughs> I love I love when Wade is and, like, in his whole ass suit. It's just, just domestic apron. stuff. It's just, it's just domestic. They're just being like, hey, this is my husband. We fight crimes sometimes. Yes. What's up? <laughs> anyway, um, that's my grade on the fandom. Uh, would we like to move into final thoughts? Yes. Sure. Um, final thoughts. Uh, yes. Those those final those final final thoughts. I have <laughs> We're talking about Deadpool. Electric. Uh, yes, Deadpool. Uh, uh, if you're like me and were an idiot and had not seen this movie. Go see it. Please. It's really good. If Yes, it's a little bit gruesome if you're not into that gruesome bloody death. But it's a good film. It's funny. It's got everything. It's got romance. It's got fun little comedy. It's got blood. It's got mm. fights. 
I mean, it's got everything. I it's a well-rounded film, so I say mm-hmm. yes, go see it. Yeah, I. The I don't know my I. I'm just gonna start over. <laughs> I had like five thoughts going at a million miles an hour. Um, this movie is so much fun. It the way they do the violence and the gore isn't anywhere near as like grotesque as it could have been which i really appreciate um the movie has a lot of heart and a lot of soul which i really appreciate in my superhero films um it slaps it's got a great soundtrack um yeah lots of fun good time yeah it's got a little bit of everything uh, I loved this movie. Everything about it was exactly what I would have wanted out of a Deadpool movie from start to finish. Um, this is one of those movies, again, where, like, they put so much in front of you for, like, you to digest and kind of uh, piece together about the world that you kind of aren't able to, like, look at any of the uh, potential negatives on your first watch through. Um Something that I wasn't a huge fan of on my whatever time this was is going through. Um, I don't know why I said that TH weird. Um, if you look closely, whenever there's... Yeah, I know you guys talked about the blood and gore and how it's not super gory. Um, if you look closely at the CGI they used to do that, it is a little... Um, not grainy, not bad, but like... They, they do this really interesting trick with the eyes where it looks like a lot more is going on than there is. Um... It's really shadows and stuff, which is very smart, but I kind of like it when stuff's a little overly gory, so that's that's a budget issue for them, unfortunately. I can't fix it, and neither can they. they um, but they did really good they they did really good for the money that they were given. I guess that that's that's one thing that I was just you know thinking of. Um, aside from that, you know there's if you like I guess if you if you like the random humor that kind of was popular on the internet back in like, 2014, 2015, but you want it up, to, maybe not, maybe like 2013, I guess. Um, and But you would like to see it updated and done tastefully. Uh, I feel like Deadpool is a really good thing to get into. Uh, he can be kind of all over the place, but it's usually funny, and it's a wild ride from start to finish. Um, there's not much about this movie I didn't like. Mm-hmm. I, I would say 10 out of 10, go watch. Or 9 out of 10. No, 10 out of 10, Ryan Reynolds was in it. Go watch it. Yep. <laughs> I think I say ten out of ten to every one of them that I like, but I Jay knows deal what he it. likes. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, I type. I have type. It's here. Watch, please. So that's three yeses. Go all see the around. movie. Go see, pretty, yeah, the movie. go see the movie. Yes, please. unless you're like a small child, and then please wait. Don't. Please no, don't. no. <laughs> please wait till you're eighteen. I don't. The movie not eighteen, but like sixteen at 16. least. Sixteen is fair. Sixteen is very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, don't don't want. I don't think we have any children in our listener base. But um, in case know. you're out there, small children, just wait. Mm. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Yes. So three yeses. All right. Um, thank you for we- tuning in with us this week. Uh, please like and follow and share on uh, whatever you're listening to this on or. You know, whatever socials. Uh, we have a Gmail that you can send um, 
requests to. We have a Twitter that sometimes posts hints. We have an Instagram that sometimes posts hints, but more successfully? Explain that for me, please. Um, we have a Facebook that I typically forget about. Sorry. Um, we have a Tumblr sorry. that I typically forget about. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we also have a TikTok that Sam does a really good job of running and we definitely help sometimes totally don't listen to her whenever she says anything to the contrary. We definitely yes. help a lot. It helps so much. Yeah. And we're we, definitely we have not. a YouTube that we sometimes remember. That Jay sometimes remembers. In sporadic bursts. <laughs> I forget that I am very afraid of YouTube because it shows the actual amount of people that have listened and watched in real time. Oh. And it's not this ambiguous number that just kind of like goes up or down. It's like an actual trackable number and I don't fucking like it. Yeah. But most of our socials are WSIWT podcast. Or um, some variant of that. Sometimes it's why should I watch that? Sometimes there's no podcast. You know, you can find us pretty easily is all yes. I mean. Yes. Um, yeah, please, please, uh, if you if you like what we're doing, please, you know, drop us a like. If you don't like what we're doing and you're very polite in your wording, please let us know so that we can kind of update our stuff to yeah. be more, you know. If you like what, yeah, let us know what works, what doesn't work. Yeah. We, we are we If babes. we're doing something that is like, hey, I'm, I have a brain and I got the brain cell, would you consider doing this? Please let us know. We only have one brain cell and it bounces between the three of us sporadically. Very much. And At it's, random. Yeah. If it lands in your lap, please share. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Without further ado. We've had our snacks. We've said our facts. We've told you if you should watch that. See you next week. Bye.